This is Joe Costello's WFO Radio Ignition. Covering everything that has wheels, an engine, and a driver. The reason I race is to get the chicks. You know what I mean? <laughs> NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, sports cars, and NHRA drag racing. Hey, guys. Just want to let you know, WFO rocks. WFO Radio is total motorsports. It's just so cool. Fasten your seatbelts, fire up the ignition, and drop the hammer. Yeah, let's do it. Now, here's your host, Joe Costello. Hey, everybody, WFO, we are back. We are now back. WFO Radio back on the air, the audio only podcast. Yeah, you know, we tried doing the video deal, and we do record while connected via video, but my audio-only roots kind of had me thinking, like, no, we got to do it. We got to talk to the people or the podcasters out there that are working over the road. They're driving a truck. They're mowing a lawn. They're sitting in a toll booth. They're in a shrink wrap section of a watercraft dealership like I used to do. You guys are the reason we do this WFO Radio podcast this way and load up that feed. And honestly, as much as we have built the show on YouTube and we encourage people to subscribe and click the bell so you can see Troy Coughlin Jr. from the Winter Circle out there at Pacific Raceways. That's great. Robert Height from his pit, all the good stuff that we showed you, uh, whether it be Joey Gladstone. I almost said Joey Gallo because he's on his mind. He just got traded from the Yankees. Uh, Joey Gladstone's pit and all those guys celebrating. That's what you get on the YouTube, right? That's what you get on the YouTube. But the podcast feed, you get this. You got the Ignition Show. There's a little something different for everybody, everywhere. And that's why you got to lock on to all the WFO stuff because we've got some good stuff. Now, this podcast is going to come on right after the NHRA Nitro podcast. And we had a good one with Alan Reinhardt. You heard from Robert Height. You heard from Tony Schumacher. You heard from Troy Coughlin Jr. and Reinhardt breaking it all down. And so these recorded Tuesday night ignition shows are a little different than the Monday night, which sets the table for the week. This comes right on top of the NHRA Nitro show. And so sometimes I wonder and I worry, oh, you know, is this going to, is it going to affect the numbers of the NHRA fans going to skip over the ignition show? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to any of those things, but it is by necessity that we do this. Like last night when I got in, walked in the door, ate something, thinking to myself, is it possible to get on there and do it at good quality ignition show with the energy required by the WFO universe? And the answer was an emphatic, nah, I don't think so. I don't know. That one was not possible now. So we'll go back to Monday night in the future, but that's what's that. And so we ask you to share the show and tell your friends and get them on board. You guys are our best form of promotion. Better than buying an uh, ad on Facebook. Better than buying a Google ad. A listener of WFO telling your friends, man, guys, I know you listen to podcasts. These people, they talk racing primarily, but they go into everything. Like we're going to talk about the Miami Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, being banished. Banished from the sport for tampering. Oh, my goodness. We lose the 2023 first round draft pick. 2024. What was it? A third round draft pick? Fourth round? Giovanni in Miami will get to that when we do sports collision. We'll get into that. Lots going on. Aaron Judge is on a quest for the home run record, the American League home run record chase. 
is on. Will he get to 61? Will he surpass Roger Maris, a record that has stood for a million years? All of these things will be discussed. Plus our fantasy league and Formula One and Ferrari. What the heck? Now, I really want to say it in a different way. I was pretty upset. And I'll be able to comment on the race to that point, And then we'll ask Giovanni in Miami to tell us what the rest that happened. Max Verstappen won the race again. How many races are Ferrari going to blow from the lead? How many times are they going to fail like this? You think about the term epic fail. You know, epic fail, epic fail. It was designed exactly for moments like this. What the heck? You're going into the, the summer break. Formula One is a mandated summer break so everybody can go take a vacation. Well, listen, we know you guys are stressed. Go relax for a month. You're not allowed to pick up a pencil. No pencils. No work. Just do your thing. Chill. And then they come back refreshed after the end of the break. So fortunate for Ferrari that instead of a race win going into the summer break, they've got this. A total disaster hanging over their heads for a month. And Max Verstappen, who did really very little to win the race, is just like have it handed to him. Yeah, you know, I got by some other guys and some mistakes, and here we are. And I won again. I'm the greatest. Can't knock the guy. He's doing a great job, obviously. All right, I want to shout out to the people who make it possible. I do this at the start of every show. I know some of you are probably trying to game the system and skip over it. But please, just take it. Just take the advertising. Because these are people who make it possible for me to do this show. Like Bernie's Speed Shop. Bernie's is the original Josh Hart company. Bernie's in Ocala, Florida. American classic horsepower. Restorations. Everything you can think of in the world of automotive, they do it. They also do like trucks and trailers and movie props. And we're going to unfold the layers of Bernie's over the next few months. Josh was excited to come on board. What you can do to help us is go to their social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and engage as a WFO listener. Heard about you on WFO, found out about you on WFO, and see some of the stuff they do. I'm not telling you to, to share their stuff right away. That's up to you. But engage with Bernie's on their social media, B-U-R-N-Y-Z-Z. -Z. And we will go deeper into Bernie's speed shop as time goes on. But thanks to Josh and thanks to Bernie's for supporting WFO Radio, along with our sponsors, longtime sponsors like Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology, TotalSeal.com, Matt Hartford, Lake Speed, Keith Jones. All the guys over there had the trackside tech talks and so much going on with Rottler and Ring Seal, the podcast, Hidden Horsepower on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All you audio only podcast people that out of nowhere I have decided to re-engage with on this particular episode. Hopefully you're listening to Hidden Horsepower. Really good information, even if you're not an engine builder. But if you are or you know one or you have one or you need an engine built, this is the no brainer. Total seal piston rings. You can get an individual ring if you need one. You can get, uh, if you were to break a ring, oh my gosh, I need one just like the one I have. You can do it. Totalseal.com. Phillips Connect. Phillips-connect.com. Smart trailer technology. 
This is for people in the transportation biz. Do you have two trailers? Do you have one trailer? Do you have 50 trailers? That's for you to know. But what you should also know is that the smart trailer technology as in, uh, you know, web connected, connected sensors that monitor every aspect, whether, you know, aerodynamics, is the door open or closed, tire pressure, uh, brake stroke sensor, all of these things are going to make your business safer, your driver safer, your load safer. Smart trailer technology. One thing about being an over-the-road trucker, you listen to a lot of podcasts. But really, what's going on back there on that trailer is so important to you, your life, your survival. So if you're an over-the-road trucker, maybe recommend Philips Connect to your boss or your company because they're going to make you safer on the road and they're going to make you more efficient and they're going to make your load get there a little bit better. Yes, it does cost something but the cost-benefit analysis has already been done. Phillips-connect.com. FTI Performance Transmissions and Torque Converters, we talk about these guys on a regular basis because we talk about winners and winning. And they're advertising. It's not cheating. No, it's not. But it does give you a competitive edge. I can't think of too many companies that have gotten to the top of their business in just 10 years, given how many years there have been torque, torque converters and transmissions. If you've got a high-powered streetcar, FTI is your company. If you're going bracket racing or dot .90 racing or pro mod racing, FTI is your company. Go to FTI Performance Transmissions and Torque Converters on their website, their social. Same deal. Engage. If the WFO universe engages, we cannot be defeated. FTIPerformance.com. Plus, later on in the show, I'll tell you about SamTech.edu, the school of Automotive Machinists and Technology. Tell you about Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School and the Dragster Adventure. And then, of course, my buddy, Marvin Rodak. Rodak's Coffee and Grills.com. Hot sauces and spice rubs and everything that is good. Uh, and I'm back. I'm not having coffee now, though. I'll never get to sleep. That'll never happen. But I was enjoying a lot of Rodak's today. And people of one of the most asked questions I get out there, is, uh, you know, is Giovanni really that dour? It's like, no, no, he's a good guy. And then the second most question I get is Rodax. Joe, come on. Is it really that good? Are you just pushing some stuff? Listen, it's generally inconvenient. Uh, you know, you could go to the, the, the vacuum-packed garbage at the grocery store and just throw it in there, and it's two for one, and it costs $7, and you're having coffee. Why would I go through this? And the answer is, it is that much better. And we have got so many people that are on this show that attest to that. Sometimes, some things are just better and worth a little extra effort. And that's what Rodex is. It's gourmet stuff from around the world. Blends for drag racers, Bang the Blower, WFO Radio, and so many others. 817-924-6821. Call Mark. And then you might even find out about how to become a Patreon. Let's bring on Giovanni in Miami because we're going to try. We're not going to stop watching this show, Gio, but you got us going a little earlier than normal. I have no idea how many Patreons will join on this given show. I'm going to post the link right now and we'll see what goes down. But it might just be you and me, my friend, on a um, not normal record session evening. But this is one of those like we're getting it in, which is more important. We got to get it in. We're here. We're there. We're everywhere. We're doing a show. That's it. 
I thought you were going to dive into some sort of deep, deep, uh, oh you know, God, thing no, like you that. just rambled on for like 10 minutes. I, I, I forgot everything I was going to, you know, I wanted to interject 18 times while, while you were you going there, but serious as Matt from Australia and keep a notebook. No, you know what? I, I I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'm glad that you bring that up. I'm Well, listen, I love our Patreons. I do. I do. And the Patreons have kind of taken over the ignition show and it's been really cool. And I love it greatly hearing from Matt and hearing from Bobby and hearing from Sue and Stubo and Troy, and they all got their things in their lives. But I also remember that the lion's share of our podcast listeners out there are not Patreons. And we ought to make sure that they feel appreciated too, right? The guy who's just mowing his lawn or he's mowing 50 lawns as a living. I ran into that guy this past week. What's up, sir? He's like, Joe, I'm the guy, man. Came to the Hidden Horsepower Trackside Tech Talk. I'm the guy, man, mowing lawns for a living. It's all I do. You save my life. Keep them coming, please. Please, Joe. Four shows. Four hours a day. The desperation in his eyes. You could see him. Please, Joe. I actually like the stuff you're doing. Because, you know, I always think, like, do people even like what we're doing? Is Is there humor on the show? Is there? I, I think that there is. You know, most shows pull, like, promos and cuts. That's like a part of it. I'm seeing so many of them on the web now. People pulling promos and clips and cuts of their shows. And it's just, uh, we've tried it. Gio doesn't like to do it. And he doesn't know how to do it. Is really it. Like, right, Gio? Isn't it more that you just don't know how to do it? And we're not talking about, like, the clip. Like, cutting it. You know how to do that. It's like, what's good? And I can understand where you're coming from on that. Like, what's good? That's why shows have to have producers. But this has been a problem for my stuff for years, going back to AM talk radio, right? With the king. Nobody knows what's good. And you know why? Because it's all so great. It's just like start to finish this great experience for two hours. How do you clip one 15-second piece and stick it out there? I asked Steve Brenwald from Brenwald Media. Hey, do you think you could be the guy that clips out the great stuff? He's like, yeah, I'll do it. Same deal. Either that or it stinks. It's all garbage. One or the other is true. It's all so great that you can't pick any one piece from the rest, or it all stinks so bad on ice that nothing is worth pulling out. But I see all these people who do other shows and other podcasts posting their clips, and it's like a good clip. We've never had that on WFO 15 years into the podcast. It's kind of sad. How did I get on this? I'm very forcey this evening. I got a call. I from see Force that, man. You must I be call. on your bed. Yeah. Got no caller ID. It was like, oh, what did I do? I get up. Hello? And it was Force looking for somebody else. Wrong number. Wrong number. I know who this is. And, you know, we had a chat for a second. What do you think, think about that? What you're saying is you had no idea what you were going to say about my 10-minute uh, deal. And what I'm saying is I want to give the fans of podcast and talk radio and the, you know, the irreverent voice on the other end of the microphone to give those people a little shout out before we delve into our own, uh, you know, devices. So you may be. That's fine. Shout them out, man. We love them. We love all the listeners. Okay. So what do you got to bring tonight? Other than that, like what's up with Giovanni? Let's go, Giovanni. Let's hear What's it. What's going on here? Nothing, man. Just it's the dog days of summer. We're here in August. You know, it's 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 hard enough to to not just like schwitz between the car and running into the cold AC. 
you know what, man, I got to tell you, you know, we live in Florida and it's easy. But to I know it's hot everywhere from what I see. I saw race car drivers get out of the car, dehydrated, all you know, a whole bunch. I, all I kept hearing, uh, you know, from you guys over there in, in the great Northwest w- was about how hot it was and make sure everybody was stays hydrated. It, it's really unbelievable everywhere you look. It's, it's scorched earth everywhere. So it was like 90 degrees up there in the Seattle area. And uh, from what the locals told me, a normal summer temperature is about 68 or 70. And most of the places don't have air conditioning. And we went to a couple of restaurants and their air conditioning was broken. But people were laughing and they would all say something along the lines of this to me. Oh, well, you're used to this down there in Miami. And the answer is no way. It was a much different kind of heat than what we're used to. And I'm telling you, Gio, 3 p.m. or, or maybe, you know, call it like 1.30 to 2 p.m. on August 20th in Miami, right? Like that's my analogy for peak heat and like discomfort. Would you agree? Am I nailing it about right? Like starting right now, yeah, August. time now, this whole September. August and even almost a lot of September, it's, and it almost gets worse as the day progresses. That three, it, you know, the peak heat is is what noon to two, but that three four o'clock when the steam starts coming off the ground and it's just like, it, it you know you can see the air, the water molecules in the air practically. Well, we do have humidity, which is very different. But our heat, give me our heat any day of the week to this. No, heat. I know it's you know what it reminds what that sounds like. A couple of years ago, we went to San Francisco in June and it was that heat wave, and it was like super super hot and it's totally different heat than the heat here because that's the thing if you get in the shade here with the with the sea breeze you know it's like a hot air that's blowing on you but it's kind of it's i don't know with the humidity and all that it you don't feel like you're choking well, moisture anything. it's like those misters like our yes. air it's almost like it's got a mist in it at all times which kind of cools you down some people don't like the humidity but it does cool you down especially in the right circumstance this was something different. It was a different heat and it was very uncomfortable. And I got to tell you, like, I want to say it, like, I felt like it was killing me. Like, I felt <laughs> like it was killing me. Even till, even till right now, because not just me, but Jason Logan and Galvin and everybody, all we're doing, and I thank them. Um, all we're doing is just drinking waters, like pounding a water, like a water like this, you know, like whatever ounce bottle that is, 12 ounce or whatever it is, a normal bottle of water, just the whole bottle. Like as soon as you pick up a bottle, you just drink the whole bottle and then take another bottle and put it in my back pocket. And I'm walking around with a bottle of water the whole time at all times. So just nonstop drinking water. Well, here I am two days later, it's Tuesday night and I still feel dehydrated. I still feel like it sucked the life out of me. And you know, my friends, our friends, well, you're just a weakling or what? Yeah, whatever. You go do it. Frail is the term. Frail. Four days (laughs) in a row out there. The most important part was this. The sun, and I, I guess this is also a fact, the sun felt like it was considerably closer to me as I stood on the earth, you could feel not just heat, but harmful radiation like on you, like it was right there, like the sun, like in Star Wars, where you see it and it's right there, this massive ball irradiating you. You could feel it. I could 
feel it oh burning everything around me. I could feel it like evaporating the atmosphere and turning us into Mars. I could feel that happening. And it was you brutal. Sure that was the sun? And then I thought about Robert Height in his seven-ply fire suit strapped into a funny car under a carbon fiber body, which I guess was shady, some sort of shade, just baking there during like an oil down cleanup. It was just insane. There were fans. There was like a hose on the property and they were just shooting each other with the hose. Just, just shoot me with the hose, man. And I, I would love to have been shot with the hose, but you couldn't. It was, it was rough. It was very rough. But in the end, like at night, you know, it's hot when it's 10 o'clock at night. And you like, oh, man, I don't want to go out there. Here we go. Uh, and you walk outside and it's just hot and everything is irradiating heat. Mars, man, we're turning to Mars or Mercury, <laughs> one or the other. But yeah, well, we made it through and we survived, but I'm still trying to get hydrated and get back. Um, Tyler Riddick won the big IndyCar NASCAR doubleheader at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I saw uh, our friend uh, AJ Ware post the numbers. They both got good numbers. NHRA got like 600,000. Um, I think the doubleheader novelty and at the Speedway, uh, that was really good for them. Good promotion. Road courses are the new Bristol. Another very important fact. That race was visually stimulating. I just watched the highlights moments ago. What's more visually stimulating than six wide into turn one? Six wide into turn one. Crashing left, right, center. Guys doing th through the dirt. Guys going through the sand. Guys spinning each other out. You know, years ago, I used to fight people. Uh, oh, people only watch NASCAR for the crashes, right? And uh, we would always try to evolve it. Yeah, that's true. But real race fans watch for the racing. But, you know, a lot of people do just watch for the crashes, right? And the answer is yes. But then when you take the crashes away, the numbers go down. Well, they brought the crashes back. <laughs> there were a yeah. lot of crashes. Like if you're the guy who doesn't care about who wins, but wants to see cars crashing, like Hot Wheels cars, this was the race for you. You saw all kinds of crashing. Guys getting high-sided, guys getting spun out, guys doing video game moves and taking weird routes that don't even exist to get to the lead and then racing against the leader. Like, it was insanity. But it was fun. Alexander Rossi won the IndyCar version of it, breaking like a three-year drought. And then there was Formula One. What? Do we say about what happened in Formula One? That is the question. Giovanni, what do you say? What happened? Man, I hate to say it, but people, someone should uh, be reassigned. And at the very least, a strategist and maybe even Mattia, because this, this, you know, you can't, they're going at least. In in other sports, when you know the Yankees had had a, a bad day or a couple of bad games, they they play again in a couple of nights. You know, if if an NFL team gets blown away, you play the next week. Now they got a whole month to think about the failures and That's the fact crazy. that everybody is laughing at them. Not just the fans are questioning; the other teams are laughing at them, dude. They're all laughing at us. Debrief, yes. In the post race debrief, Lewis 
like incredulously asks Max uh, something. Did they go to the hards? Something, you know, like what? How stupid and, could they be? What kind of foolish and, thing is that? Well, Max, Max giggled anyway. Yeah. Like dumbasses. It's like they're all laughing at them, dude. They're all laughing at us, man. Christian Horner tried to, you know, like backhanded compliments and uh, total wolf. Yeah, if you went by the the strategy, maybe the hard tire was the the right one. But what, you know, when you see what's going on in the race and and you talk to your drivers, you have to make a call. You know, they all, oh my God, everybody took shots at them after the, in in the post race. It it, unbelievable. What do we say? What do we say about Ferrari? They stunk. That's it. It was it. It was a stunk on ice. This was a nightmare now. But what makes it worse is it's from the lead. It's from the lead. They've got you. So you can't get rid of Matea, right? Because he's obviously helped them engineer a fast car. And that's a big part of this. But well, who it, the hell is running the strategy over there? I mean, but, but Matea in the end has to be, you know, like in the end, he's the big guy. He, he has to say, no, you know, overrule the strategy. Well, yeah. What know. the heck was that? And no, so he I, hasn't been doing that. So either he needs to start doing that or something. You know, I don't know, man. They, they just can't. You can't continue doing the same thing and expect different results. They have. Leave they the have wasted proof. having a fast car. What an come on! Red Bull goes from tenth and eleventh to first. Like, oh yeah, dude. I did a three sixty from the again. Yeah, no, it's not funny. Not funny. It's sad. Embarrassing. Leave it to Terrible. Ferrari to, pr- to prove to the world, in case they didn't need the proof, but to prove to the world that having a fast race car is actually not that important. You know, like having a fast race car in Formula One, you know, it's only it's only a small part of why you can blow the fast. You can be the fastest guy out there and not win. Clearly, they have shown it all year long. Yeah. Sometimes it's their fault. Sometimes it's a driver's fault. Sometimes it's the car's fault. Sometimes it's, you know, just but every week they find a new way to lose. Yeah. All right. Let's bring on Bobby Graham. Bobby Graham's got his camera on. Joe Lee is down there. Joe Lee hasn't been on in a few weeks. What's up, Joe Lee? She was out there with uh, with us in the Pacific Northwest. With you guys in the Northeast. She was schwitzing. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, welcome to this, Joe Lee. That was terrible. She says there was no breeze. A couple of pounds coming off. I found a way to put on a couple of pounds by going to thirteen coins, but that's a different story. Uh, Matt Clark down there, Monica down there, Ford is listening, which is great. But we got Bobby Graham. How are you, Bobby Graham? Rep- repping the Patreons. I'm doing well. Doing well. That's great, Bobby Graham. Today, today, that's good. <laughs> Don't get all negative on us. Me and Gio oh, got that covered. That's later. Okay, <laughs> good, good. We've got that. We've got the negativity angle covered. It was pretty sad, man. Like, uh, you know, these races, I wake up early, I'm on the West Coast, I kind of shudder to awake, and then I'm like, oh, Formula One is on. It's going to be great. I'm super excited. I can watch it while I get ready for work. I flip on the TV, I'm watching, we're leading, and each, right? Each of the last three weeks, we've blown it from the lead. This week, bad strategy. Previous week, Leclerc shunts into the wall, goes up underneath the tires. And then the previous one, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was off when I was in Denver. I don't know. But WTF. <laughs> it's a disaster. 
a sporting disaster for the Ferrari fans of the world. Whoa, WTF. Like, there's no other way to say it. It's a total... You've got Ferrari Challenge. You've got all the, the underling series. You've got to have a farm system for race strategists or a another computer program or something. But this was, the, you know, the creme de la creme of blunders. Well, I missed the F1. I didn't get any time, but I did get the uh, NASCAR race and the Tried to split my time between it and the NHRA when it oh, came wonderful. on. Wonderful. Thank you for watching the NHRA. Did you, Gio, did you send me a results uh, email? Uh, no, I, I, I did not send the results. Epic fail. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need that still? Well, I guess I can just go to Jayski or NASCAR.com. NASCAR.com. You know, they got, they, they, they're pretty good about it. They even have its own. It says like Indianapolis results. Yeah, except and, am I going to get some sort of video ad first? Probably. I mean, you know, you know how that works. That's the thing about Jayski, kicking it old school. Right? Kicking it old school. Don't have to worry about such things. Yeah, taking forever to load, by the way. It's just loading and loading and loading. But we'll see. Ugh. Okay, NASCAR.com. Taking this long to load, <laughs> that means it's not going. We're not doing it. Let's go to Jayski. See how long Jayski takes a load. Boom, it's loaded up. Boom, that fast. That right there. Really? Yeah. Epic fail. Tyler Riddick wins the race. Austin Sindrick was second. Harrison Burton third. Kind of an interesting young gun top three. This Tyler Riddick, been saying his name a long time. Now he's got a second win. Real second no real. Course win. Real no real. He's going to get a, a round track win too. Todd Gilliland, Bubba Wallace fifth. Joey Legato, AJ Allmendinger, Michael McDowell, Cole Custer, Chris Busher, Kyle Bush, 11th, Christopher Bell, Ricky Senhouse Jr., Denny Hamlet, Eric Jones, Chase Elliott, Ty Gibbs, Corey LaJoy, Justin Haley, Brad Keselowski, 20th, Martin Tricks Jr., Josh Balicki, Chase Briscoe, Cody Ware, Josh Williams, Ryan Blaney, Ross Chastain, Daniel Suarez, Joey Han, Austin Dillon, William Byron, Alex Bowman, Kevin Harvick, uh, who got spun around like 50 times, Ty Dillon, Kyle Larson, who was involved in a wicked, scary Ooh. incident, like comes barreling into turn one at max speed, no brakes, and almost drives into somebody's door, Ty Dillon's door. That was cray-cray. Danny Kvyat, former Formula One guy, 36. Uh, Larissa Hesemans and Eric Almarola rounding out the field. The race took two hours and 40 minutes. That's a nice time, even with all those kind of crashes, good length. And uh, the average speed was 78 miles per hour. There were nine lead changes among seven drivers, including Tyler Riddick, Chase Briscoe, Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, Tyler, Tyler Riddick again, uh, et cetera, and so on. There you go. Thank you, Jayski, for the update. And as for an audio clip, did you send me an audio clip, Gio? Nope. No. Why no, no audio? Man, not, happening? Uh, yeah, not today, man. What's not, going on? I don't know what happened, man. You know, the time crept up. Does that something, man? Real disappointing. You know, man, I get you used to the show sheet. Then you know what happens. The sheet, the, the week I don't send it, you know, this happens. I know. This is a guy, uh, you know, this is another uh, whatever. Let's just move. It is. It's a failure, man. It's another failure. There's all kinds of failures. Like, so I I'm could, if I want a Ferrari situation, man, I'm, uh, you know, you know, we got, we got into it with our friends. We didn't, I did with our friends about just constantly pointing out on our little group chat text thing. 
always negative stuff. You know, like everything is negative, 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 negative. And uh, like, you know, Joey Gallo, right? This guy. Look, probably shouldn't be, you know, <laughs> crapping on that guy. But he did suck. Man, no no, it's, it's, no but doubt. He, it's not like he wanted to come to New York it's and suck. Indisputable yeah. that he sucked. <laughs> it's indisputable. And that's why it's right. Monica, I felt bad for Gallo. Everybody right. feels badly so for him. This guy's a professional, man. You know, to fail like that, you know, like you, like, how do you think okay. he feels, man? Right. How do you he, think he, he didn't want to suck in New York? No. And Ferrari oh, and no, all of these no. things. And Geo <laughs> as a no, producer. They just can't help themselves, man. Come on. <laughs> That's just blunders. Like, you see it on the track. Everybody has, goes to the hard tire. Is failing and dropping the anchor. And now, well, that's not going to happen to us, though, because you know we're we're because we're, we're in the lead. Dumbasses. Yeah, it's brutal. It is brutal, but whatever. Okay, so uh, since you didn't send the show, to, him to leave him out on the track. Why don't you play the role of Tyler Reddick and give us some sort of quote that sounds like he won his second race, his first at Indianapolis. You want to do the Tyler Reddick thing, huh? Let's see what we got. No, I wanted you to just make something <laughs> up off the top of your head and you pretend to be him. Oh, dude, he, he's got one of those funny accents and I can't be him. He's like a mid, I mean, sorry, uh, uh, vertically challenged, extremely small. But let's go. Oh, my God. The person that sat in this chair before me is uh, just as small as I am. I don't want to hear that I'm a small guy anymore. I think that's actually what he said in the post-interview. <laughs> <laughs> number one let's start with that but number two is uh yeah well it's great that even though i'm going to be leaving this team at the end of next season you know we can all put our differences behind us and i show that i'm a true professional and i can win races even though i'm going to dump this team because they're not as good as i am and i'm a winner and i'm going to go be with michael jordan and denny hamlin and those guys over there so i can get free nikes because you guys aren't giving me free Nikes over here. What is our, what is what is three chai anyway? Huh? That's what he, he's like. What kind of sponsor do I have now? I could be sponsored by the Jump Man. So see you guys later. All right, we're gonna win some races in between because I'm a badass driver and you guys have a pretty fast race car. But let's keep going. Let's do it. See you next week. Where are we at? And there you go, Tyler Reddick, uh, with his uh, comments about the race win. Tremendous job, Gio. <laughs> like uh, blending like reality and uh, not so reality. <laughs> Again, the road courses are a smart evolution for NASCAR. Gio and I were talking beforehand. That was visually stimulating. Six wide, door to door, cars spinning and banging. And what has happened, I, um, I just kind of thinking about it, as technology has advanced in the engine department, less engines blow. And that was the source of a lot of chaos on ovals many, many years ago. As tire technology has advanced and suspension technology has advanced, there's less blowouts and less crashes and less incidents that people, frankly, they like to see. And it made for interesting racing and it closed up the field. We get less and less of that on the ovals. And so oval racing in a lot of places has become routine and predictable. It's just that routine and predictable. The road course racing is not routine and not predictable. And that race yesterday, if it hadn't didn't demonstrate that completely, I don't know what would. Anything was possible. Guys going through the grass, guys going over dirt, guys going over the berms, guys making it up like I do when I play grass. Yeah, just Ross, making up the track part of the time. Just going around. Made, right. He made his own turn. Made his own track. Yeah. 
and went out there and battled the wide, What are you going to do? I'll take the, the I'll take the long cut, but go so fast that it'll be a shortcut and come out in front of the field. Well, that's, that's what he did. They backed him up. I mean, well, and and rightfully so. They should have called the flag on him right away. <laughs> like, hey, boop. you know, they don't have a whistle, but if they had a whistle, they boop, you you can't do that, brother. You got a you know red flag immediately, black flag immediately. But you gotta admit, it made more sense to go six wide and a turn. It was. Not really wide enough for three wide. No, right. But that's what made it fun. Like you get into that oh, and you get backed up and you, you need to, to figure out the fast way through, which I guess is, you know, like two tires on, two tires off or cut through the grass. Or, But anyway, it was uh, very interesting. And nobody Chase was up. safe. Even the leader was getting punted. It was like. You know, sometimes the leader is kind of safe in this situation because he could get a, a little bit ahead or no, 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 none of that was going on. No, you were not safe. Nobody was safe. But uh, OK, so there it is. We'll do fantasy results. But I don't know. You remember our, our great friends, Lex and Gerda June, Giovanni? Yes. OK, I so uh, unless they're we Patreon, we went to Applebee's. Went to Applebee's with Lex and Gerda. Lex and Gerda June are very nice people. And I don't think they're Patreons. And the only people who can hear the show live are Patreons. That's just the way it is. All you other folks, you listen to the show in tape delay. Geo takes it, puts some stuff into it, and posts it after the fact. Well, as time would, you know, luck would have it, unless she's out there under a false name as a Patreon, Gerda, Gerda June is contributing to the show. All right. At exactly the right time that Giovanni and I are talking about exactly what she's talking about. So the first sample, I'm just going to show these guys and we'll see how they react, is the first text I just got from Lex and Gerda June, who, might I point out, do you remember where they're from, Gio? Yeah, uh, somewhere in Europe, uh, Finland, or um, not in Europe? No. Well, they're in Europe, but more Scandinavia. Here, this is the first of the posts sent to me by wonder formerly wonderful person, Gerda June. Formerly wonderful. <laughs> Oh my goodness. What is now, it? Now, considering that this is uh, not a visual medium, I'm going to let <laughs> people know that she has texted Joe a picture of Mattia, uh, the, the Ferrari. Uh, I guess he's, you know, the Matteo Bonotto. Matteo. It's not Mattia? Matteo no. Bonotto. And they have him as the Red Bull employee of the month. <laughs> It's like a nice framed picture, the Red Bull employee of the month. Yep. Mattia Benotto. And this is seconds after Giovanni out of principal. nowhere. They're laughing at us. They're laughing at us. Would you would you like to see? And I, you know, the one day that I would like it. These are I'm just holding up my phone in front of the cam so that Gio can see. I'm sure they're out there on the web. Would you like to see the next one? You did a great job, Bobby Graham. Feel free to get in. On this one, maybe Bob, oh maybe Bobby Graham will explain. Uh oh, <laughs> here we go, Bobby Graham. You explain this one. 
<laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, well, it looks like we need to run the red tires, and then we get a little better in the grip, and then we just take the rubber off the rim. Let's just go with the rim, and we won't have to worry about a flat. But if that's not bad enough, they they went to the square tire. The so, square tire. The meme the has the meme has the strategy by Red Bull and the strategy by Mercedes and the strategy by Ferrari. And the second two choices are the last choice is a square tire Ferrari strategy. It's um, they're laughing at us, Gio. They're laughing at us. And finally, Gio, you describe this one memes, right? At least these are memes used for comedy. How about this one? You reference Max Verstappen, who is also Dutch, right? This is the Netherlands. This is where they're oh, from. This is their deal, right? How about this one? It says Max just checking if Charles is still behind him. <laughs> so he decides to do a donut on the track to turn around the other way. Yeah. Hey, Charles. Oh, hey, Max. And uh, so the spin, the Red Bull people are spinning it well, as if. I, and Monica, you know, I we wasn't know joking when he when they said he did a three sixty, and <laughs> and still passed Charles on the track again after Charles had he had passed Charles. It, I like the June better already. <laughs> yeah. nice. Well, I Monica sent you the picture of that it's uh, Charles and Mattia walking behind a paddock, and Charles says, "This is the worst day of my life." And Mattia turns and points to him and he says, the worst day of your life so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. What a nightmare, man. What uh, a nightmare. Like, uh, yikes. Yikes. So there it is. There's your, uh, and oh, Max Verstappen won, by the way. And there's your Formula One report. Yeah, Max Verstappen is pretty much, you know, I mean, God, you don't want to say he's locked away the championship, but with an 80-point lead, there's nine races left. He could practically... He missed three races and still have a lead. But, uh, you know, which even then Ferrari would find a way to not win those races. You know, look, Max's car broke on, on Saturday in qualifying and he's still, you know, he starts 10th and the guy finds a way to win. They, they, they It's just incredible. It really is just unbelievable. Yeah. Ferrari's strategy is as unbelievable as Aaron Judge's season is great. Yeah, thank you for interjecting something slightly positive, right? Yes. Like at all. Oh my no, gosh. Yeah. Very, very sad. There were some other, you know, so fourth and sixth for Ferrari. Hey, look, the Mercedes, it, it, by the way, the Mercedes looks like they're coming to join the, the party. Only 30 points behind uh, a Ferrari now. And uh, Lewis was uh, another, you know, Lewis and... um. What's his name? George, another second and third, Russell. both of them on right. the podium. And Lewis beat Russell again, by the way, for yeah. all those people that were trying to drive Lewis out of the sport and get him gone. All the, you know, I, I Actually, don't know why. Lewis was the fastest car at the end of the race. If that thing goes another lap or two, Lewis probably wins it. Oh, it won't be long till that crazy car is in the winner's circle. Right. And no, absolutely. Well, they look, they clearly had some race pace there. They they've got it. And this is the thing is they did something that was not 
evolutionary. They did something that was revolutionary. First of all, there is no evolution with this new car. It's just like your new thing. But they genuinely thought totally outside the box and they came up with something totally different. And at first, everybody laughed at it like, what is with that car? It looks like the Merrimack. And then all of a sudden uh, here and, Lu and Lewis should retire and they're trying to run him out of the sport. Retire retire uh you know and I, I i honestly think that a lot of that was probably some level of racism to get rid of lewis right all those old timers that don't like the fact that he's in there they just want to drive him out and instead this guy's going to win a grand prix before the year is over and maybe multiple and maybe they'll beat ferrari and the constructors after all of this because of the ineptitude this has really been a great episode of Ferrari crying towel. Max Verstappen wins the race. Lewis Hamilton second. George Russell third. Carlos Sainz fourth. Sergio Perez fifth. Starting from like last. Leclerc sixth. Like, what are you doing? They put on the hard and then they can't hack it. And then they come back in and it almost rained on them. And the broadcasters are laughing at them like, oh, they're going to have to come back in for inters again. <laughs> yeah. The product, well, you know, those guys are all Brits. Oh yeah, no, they love. They're loving it. They oh, there was a point it. where where uh, where they had three Brits in the top five because Lando was in there too, and they were all freaking out. Lando seventh, Alonso eighth, Esteban Ocon ninth, and Sebastian Vettel rounding out the top ten. Uh, Mick Schumacher was fourteenth, Kevin Magnussen sixteenth. So the big Haas updates. The updates didn't. Well, didn't only Mag had the K Mag had the update, and oh, that's what I'm saying. He had an incident in the first lap, and they black black flagged them and had to change the the nose cone, the nose piece. He barely out qualified Mick. There was no discernible difference. Let's hope that they got a tune for the update because it didn't look that great. Mick gets to me. a new update. Gets an update at the uh, at the next race. Is what they. But say. also some big other news though in the world of Formula Huge. One. Huge. Right? Silly season begins in Formula One thanks to tell us, Fernan tell us. Uh, Fernando Alonso. Well, Sebastian Vettel. Started it all last week, by right before, during, I guess, what, early uh, in the race weekend, announcing that he was retiring at the end of the season. Right. And so, therefore, obviously, it left an opening. And I guess, what, yesterday or today? Yesterday, Fernando Alonso announces that he's moving to Aston Martin to fill Sebastian Vettel's opening, which left an opening at Alpine. Alpine. And so Alpine comes out with an announcement that they're moving that uh, Oscar Petrius guy, the Australian uh, Matt's friend up. Right. Except he he pulls yeah. a Colton Herter or whatever. No, a Palau and, and comes right afterward and says, nope, nope, sorry. I did not agree to the uh, to be uh, the driver. And uh, they made up the quotes. I did not say that. And I am not going to be joining Alpine next year. So. Mm. Yeah, go, Piastri I mean, says he's going to go to McLaren because that's, uh, you know, and here's what Planet F1 has to say. Alpine team principal Otmar Zanoffer uh, said that Oscar Piastri has contractual obligations to the team but is not privy to rumored discussions he has had with McLaren. The comments preceded a dramatic turn of events in which Alpine announced Piastri would be racing for them in 2023 only for the 21-year-old uh, Australian to later tweet that was wrong. And was very much not the case as far as he's concerned. So right there, like, you know, you got a guy who doesn't want to race for you. It's kind of over, right? Like, you're going to force him to race for you and he doesn't want to be there. Like, dude, blow. We believe we are legally correct in our statement, but we don't have anything further to say, says Alpine. And uh, just as Piastri was posting his tweet. 
Right. That's what lawyers are for. One of the greatest quotes I've ever heard. That's what lawyers are for. Fernando Alonso, whose Alpine seat is available due to the move by Aston Martin uh, by uh, Fernando Alonso, was also on social media giving a thumbs up and a smirk in an Instagram video clip. And there you go. As the Formula One world turns. One thing I will say, though. Can't wait for the drive to drive survive. To survive. <laughs> <laughs> right? It changed all the scripts now. They got to rewrite all the script. Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari is going to be the stars. It's going to be like, what's it called when you watch something because it's bad? You know what I mean? Like, the, like a B movie? <laughs> like a train wreck. Like uh, something bad. Like you want, you're watching it because you know it's terrible and a disaster. That's what Drive to Survive 2022 is going to be. It's going to be like, what's going on behind the scenes when that this race right here happened? When Matea walked off the pit box and just walked into the garage and went into his RV to go to the bathroom and puke, right? <laughs> his guts out there. <laughs> what a disaster. Unless you're Max Verstappen and team, those guys are just like being gifted, like genuinely being gifted a second championship. So Red Bull Racing has got 431 points for the constructors. Ferrari still holding on to second, uh, 334. But right behind now, right behind Mercedes, 304. So Mer Mer Ferrari, which should have already pretty much locked up a second place position with competent race strategy and racecraft, instead are now in a battle for second with Mercedes. And if I'm handicapping the deal right now, Mercedes, Mercedes. is the favorite. Mercedes, well, Mercedes is, is trending up. Ferrari is, uh, you know, who knows where the hell they are this week. Fast cars. Well, they're on vacation now. We know that. The square they might tire. just stay there. And this has got, like, this is, I don't know, the worst thing that could, could happen. Here's one from Planet F1. David Coulthard thinks Signs and Leclerc will be losing confidence in Ferrari. <laughs> well, David Coulthard. <laughs> Do wow. tell. Cool to hide hindsight's 2020, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? It's because he does some of that, the hosting of that post race stuff. And so he's around, you know, like that's just such great insight by Coulthard there, you know? Brilliance. At the Hungarian Grand Prix, Leclerc found himself once again falling off the podium when earlier in the race he had looked to be a sure bet to be on the top step instead of listening to the driver who wanted a longer middle stint on his medium tires ferrari covered max verstappen's alternate strategy and put leclerc on a set of hard tires tires that no one was able to make work easily overtake verstappen wasn't on hard tires he went to mediums toto said they lost it on friday by bringing the wrong tires to race day what i don't know easily yeah. overtaken by verstappen and then george russell ferrari pitted for a third time to put him onto a set of softs but by then, the deficit was so great, he wasn't able to recover, and he finished P6. Coulthard was baffled. They could have gone soft and accepted that it was a short tire, but at that time, we were all wondering, is this weather going to break, he told Channel 4. Then it would have left them options thereafter in going on the same tire again. We all know they have to go one direction or the other because of the length of the final stint. They've obviously thought that the hard tire is the way to go. 
But it wasn't the way to go on Friday with higher track temperatures, 29, uh, 26 degrees Celsius today. Sunday, you get cooler conditions that brings you out of the window of the hard tire even more. So it's almost like the strategy side of their team has gone. Well, all the information we have tells us don't do this, but actually we're going to do it. <laughs> and as it was not the first time the strategists have cost Leclerc or Carlos Sainz positions or points, the former driver says he wouldn't be surprised. If the two were losing faith in Ferrari's decision-making, that's the thing which is so unbelievable about it, he continued, Coulthard. And that's where they may have lost the ability of their drivers. Uh, they may have not have lost the ability of their drivers, but they might be losing their confidence. Ferrari's mistakes have pretty much paved the way for Verstappen to romp to a successful second driver's championship. He's now 80 points ahead of Leclerc. That means the... Uh, driver wins all remaining races, takes the fastest lap and wins the Brazil sprint race. If Verstappen is P2 in all of those, Verstappen is still the title, wins the title. Next story. So there it is. That's enough. That's enough crying towel. David Einstein, says Matt Clark. The Ferrari strategist has moved to HR at Alpine. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. All right, let's go to WFORadio.com. Check out Fantasy League results. And then we'll get into Sports Collision and we'll keep on moving. Sue Morris is working. She's unable to join us this evening or will try to join later. Uh, we did start the show considerably earlier than we have typically. But it is what it is. But, you know, people like to hear people complain about their teams and about their stuff. And so hopefully the non-Ferrari fans are having a good laugh. Uh, they should months. be. They should be laughing at us. That's exactly what they should be doing. They should be oh, mocking us. They're making. They're making great memes. No, Thanks, Gerda. You know what? Thank it's you, Gerda. Yeah. When you win, you're able to do that. You know, they got. They got the swag. They. They. They should be talking. I'd be talking smack if I was a Max Verstappen fan too. Yeah. Whatever. Dirty hippies wins the week. Three sixty-eight. Oh crash my goodness! I don't believe. Good job. It. It's good news. Good news. Comes back a little bit on Mr. Fantasy NASCAR. Stops a slide. Beer Reader Racing 81. The Stoge. Team English. Southern Racer X. Team 12. I can see her Almarolas. Seven. Wow. Mr. Fantasy NASCAR tied for eighth and ninth with Bad Brad. Wow, they tied. And Rusty Racing. Tenth. Dirty Hippies wins the most points. Beer Reader Racing in Texas. Bug Nut. Up eight. Biggest gainer. Biggest loser. Zamboni John. What's up, John? What happened, brother? I love my Zamboni John keychain. Well, here, I know exactly where mine are now. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. They're right in front of my face. It's like the bat signal. Me too. I keep it right here on the speaker, like Zamboni John. Whenever oh, it's like man. a key ring, a decoder ring, I'll be able to get into the club. I believe they were hanging there the whole time. All right. The overall leader is Mr. Fantasy NASCAR by 27 over Bad Brad, same as last week. Ray Indy is close to 182. Dirty Hippies only a scant 270 back in fourth. Come on, dirty hippies. Craig and Newhall, fifth. Smothered and covered, sixth. 420 back. Notice Southern how Patrick went away from, like, the greens and the yellows and the reds already, you know? Trophies and the bars and the arrows. Yeah, you know, all the big winner, big loser. Nope, nope, that's it. We got to just a plain Don't worry, old Pat. Just a well, regular you know Excel sheet. First of all, Pat's a very busy guy. Second of all, he still does this for us. I have texted Pat a bunch of times, like, hey, Pat, are you live? Hey, Pat, what's up? And like, Pat is a busy dude. P2 
Pat. But he does this. And thank you, Pat. Like, it means the world. And the day that our website crashes, Pat will jump. He'll appear out of nowhere. Thank you, Pat. Although I am considering a new website. Does anyone out there build websites? Anyway, uh, Aviator Racing 9th. Northwest Nitro Fanatics 10th. Followed by Clausen Racing, Olsen's Trailblazers, Hockey Dad, Team 12, Hockey Kid, Fat Tire 22, Fantasy Clueless, Jambalaya, J-Team English, and Beer Eater Racing rounding out the top 20. 21 back. Elephant Racers, Bogan Bill, Hebrews 12-1 Racing. I can see her Al Marola is up seven, fighting his way up there. Lake Oconee, Scott, double O, dead on. Dragster Jeff, down 14. Bump. Aww. Miss Laura. Wow. Dragster Jeff and Miss Laura are right together. 27th and 28th. El Jefe, Bulls, Wolkeen Racing, Texas Bugnut, Royal Flush Racing, Los Jinkones, 34th. Hillbilly Racing, or Hillbilly 550, 32, 35th. Stubo, down 10. That's where she is. Ouch. That's where yeah, she Yeah, no is. wonder she can't show face today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working. Can't, can't do the show. <laughs> down 10. Sorry. Right there with Gio, you and Stubo are nose to tail. 36th and 37th, Gio. Up two for you. Dirt Girl I'm, two. Making, I'm making a dash now. I'm going to get into the top 20 before the end of the season. Dirt Girl I'm hoping to make it in the 50s. Intimidator <laughs> Harley, turn left. Race Day, San Antonio Dixie. Easy E009, Top Fuel Champ 1215. Barbecue Bob, Rusty Racing, Willie B Racing, Rich and Saugus, The Stoge, Zamboni John, down 17. And Chicken Pit Special round out the top 50. Utah Drifter, Highline Real Fine. Dirt Girl, who's your fan? The Real Dookie. That's Troy. We know that now. It's a uh, big reference. Pickle Rick. Driving hard, gray, team gray, down nine, Geo, down nine. Cervix yep. splitter, Sacramento racing fan, Texas outlaw, Garrett St. Cal, going in circles, Uper one, Patrick the webmaster, down three, JJ Husker fan, Millerman, Northstar, Bug Barn, down three to 69th. He's still ahead of WFO Joe, but backing up to me. And somehow, I'm, I gained and lost zero again for the third <laughs> week in a row. What does that tell you? What is wrong? Just hang in there. Tree, Joe, and everybody else. Glad the inhaler, everybody else. We stink. And there it is, your fantasy league results. Kev Ford. Kev, that's you, Kev. What happened to you, Kev? He gave up. You, Kev, posted some nice pictures of him in, uh, like, in Canada. Looked like some beautiful uh, land up there. Unlike Seattle, which is just really hot. It's a really hot place. All right, uh, Indy, Indy Race, Alexander Rossi, Giovanni. I didn't get to see any of it. Obviously, I was melting out there at Pacific Raceways. What's your take? Uh, Rossi was up front uh, most of the day in the top five. Uh, took advantage of his teammate going over one of the curbs and breaking the car. Took the lead and uh, never relinquished it. Led like, I want to say the last second half, second half of the race. It was uh, obviously at the same track, Indy Road Course. And uh, Rossi it was good to see. Rossi get a win after a three-year hiatus. 2019 was the last time he got a, a win at Road America, I believe. So, good for him. I think he just lost his ride at Andretti. So, getting a win and, uh, you know, he's still a good driver. He just ran into some bad luck there. Exactly. Right. Like Joey Gallo. Now that he's a Dodger, he's going to, like, light it up. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna kill us in the World Series. Is what's gonna happen? How about that? In our little text battle that we had, like as soon as uh, Vlad told me that the trade went down and he's going to the Dodgers, it's like, oh, great, even better. He lies in front of us, right? At Joey Gallo pinch hit at bat in you know Game Seven of the World Series for a home run. Wouldn't that just be the way things go for the Yankees 
uh, in situations like this. You know, people yeah. that come Some back as Yankees. One day moment, that would be terrible. Yeah, it would. And our great friend, Paulie, the, the white guy who is like tempting the karma gods with all his personal attacks about Joey Gallo's dad being not proud of his kid and all that stuff, like getting all personal. Oh. He did, he did, he did. Oh, man. That was terrible. Wasn't he it? did, he attacked him right away. He's like, <laughs> he goes, I bet his dad's real proud of him. <laughs> going too far. Glad going, going too far. His dad was born and raised in Brooklyn, so he's, you know, a born New Yorker and all this. And he, <laughs> Oh man. too much, man. It's too much. That's what yeah. karma got. That's Polly for you there, right there, though. That I was so back. 100% on. Well, but listen, I want it documented. Like if that Joey Gallo thing that I just described a second ago ends up happening, it's because of Polly White. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Man, he doesn't have to listen to the show to know. Right, Monica, that thought crossed my mind too. What if? Yeah, of all the teams, go to the Dodgers. Oh my God. We see him again. Olsen's Trailblazer says, go Mariners. Because they're having a good season. Yeah, no, they made some moves. Everybody made moves at the deadline. Huge and so on move. that note, time for Sports Collision. Go. Sports collision. sports collision. I guess the big news is, you know, really baseball world was Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time was the trade deadline. And uh, lots of action went on. Lots of action. All the contenders made moves. The Mets, the you can start in that division. The Mets, the Braves, and the Phillies all made moves. How the many Padres, moves were there? You know, how many moves? Total moves? I don't know, man. Like <laughs> teams were making multiple moves, bringing in two players from different teams, and all sorts. All the contenders were in on on the action, though. No oh, joke. Look who decided Mets, to join. She's not. She's Yankees. not as unhealthy as we thought. Sue. Is <laughs> the Red Sox unloaded some players. Teams were buying, teams were selling. Juan Soto goes from Washington to St. Diego. The Padres are all in. Gave up 18,000 prospects for one Juan Soto and and, and a uh, relief pitcher, Bell. Is Bell a relief pitcher? I don't even know. I'm thinking that guy that failed with the Marlins. But the Padres pick up the the prize free agent, uh, not free agent, but the prize uh, trade deadline acquisition in Juan Soto, who's the the 23-year-old phenom. Who had turned down the the what fifteen year four hundred and forty million dollar deal extension with uh, Washington, and so they promptly traded him away. And uh, big move for San Diego, but you know, is it enough to catch the Dodgers? We'll see. A lot of teams out there in the National League making moves, trying to make a World Series run. The Do- uh, Braves are trying to repeat. The Mets, you know, bring in some pitching. They're, you know, they're trying to make moves. They're, they, they, they're making a run. The Dodgers, who are, you know, perennial favorites out there, are still great and added players. Everybody's making moves. The Yanks make moves, some very good moves, some questionable moves. And, uh, you know. What are the moves, though? Don't You, you keep saying you're like. Yeah, where did they go? They all the contenders yeah. added either pitching or outfield or hitting debt, you know, the depth that they needed or that they felt they needed in order to make a run at the playoffs. You know, Aren't you, you the the you got, shouldn't you be listing like all the moves? Like, what are the moves? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go over every player acquisition. I told you the big name that trade that moved was Juan Soto. Everybody else, you could go look it up. All the contenders made moves to improve their team, including your New York team. Right. Moves were made. 
Okay, what about the Yankee moves? Like, give us the Yankee well, moves. Well, a couple days ago, they traded for Ben and Tandy to get some outfield help, which is what led to them getting rid of Gallo. Ben and Tandy took his job right away. They brought in another left-handed outfielder to replace Gallo, obviously. Then, to, uh, well, was it today or yesterday? They traded for a starter from um, Oakland, Frankie Montas. They gave up, you know, like four prospects, but you know, you know how I feel about the prospects and they didn't even give up their number one prospects. So, uh, you know, you make those moves when you think you can make a run, you have to do what you can to improve the team. So they brought in a starter, a relief pitcher and the outfield help. But then today they made a weird move. They traded the lefty Montgomery to the Cardinals for a, for an, another outfielder who's hurt right now. So I don't understand that move at all, but we'll see what happens there. That's kind of weird. But, that is but, weird. I don't think, you know, Mark Montgomery yeah. got kind of rocked the last time he was out, but he had had some good outings. But, but you know, Tyon was getting rocked today. That guy's been getting rocked like the, the last 10 start or a few starts. I don't know, last 10. That's an exaggeration. He really ticked somebody off with what he did. Probably. Yeah, I guess. You know, who knows? But yeah, they shipped him out, and and and, and for, it was like I said, a weird trade. They shipped him out for a guy that potentially is is a center fielder, which you know we I guess you could always use an extra outfield bat. But the guy's been hurt, and he's hurt right now, so he might not even be ready to play for the postseason. Kind of weird. Olson's Trailblazer says it would take two hours to list all the trades. <laughs> Thank you. you see, yeah. no, he's yeah. right, man. If I start listing names and everything, dude, it's. The big name that moved was Juan Soto, man. That was the prize. Monica, Gio is like, if you want to know, go look it up yourself. Like, uh, you know, that's a hallmark of WFO right there, right? Like, we'll tell you something happened, but if you want the deets, listen, look it up yourself. I like that. No, that's good. That's good. Well, that's tremendous. In the world of the MLB, we're not, you know, we're not, uh, we're not to the home stretch yet, but we're kind of to the stretch that no, look, the Yankees. Before, most teams have played. Stretch. Just over a hundred games, so they're all in that you know high fifties, you know at most sixty games left. Yanks so, were the yeah. first to seventy wins in the league. In the in the league, we were the first. They to are the only wins. ones at at that yeah. number. So, no, listen, so, yes. I've talked to a lot of Yankee fans, though they're they're concerned. They're concerned. Well, there they're is concerned. look the last month, uh, you know, July they were under five hundred, so it is concerning, and all of all of uh, you know fans like myself's fears were. You know, came right to, from freaking nightmare to reality in July when not only were they under 500, but they there was a bunch of games where they couldn't score runs and the pitching hugely regressed to the mean. So you know, and I was let's saying, talk about something positive. Though. Let's let's talk about something but no, positive. Look, they made moves. They brought in and you know a bat. They brought in some uh, relief <laughs> pitching help and some starting pitching help. Okay, but what about something that's on their way to the playoffs and World right. Series? But let's talk about something that's even bigger, which is the pursuit of the home run record, which is something that I want to talk about by Aaron Judge. And, you know, past being prologue, we go back to 1961 when the M&M boys, Marison Mantle, made a run at Babe Ruth's single season home run record. And obviously, uh, Roger Maris got the record with 61. They gave him an asterisk because he did it in more games than Ruth. But that record stood until... 1998 when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa went on a run and they went out and they, they, you know, they both surpassed the record. And then a couple of years later, I don't even know what year, because at that point I'd kind of been a little annoyed and desensitized being the only one of my, my friends to 
acknowledge the existence of of these guys are roided up and they're juiced up and and this is a this is something that's happening and I don't think it's fair to Roger Maris in the sixty one, um, but all that stuff happened in the National League, right? And so the 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 sixty one is still a thing in the American League, and Aaron Judge is on pace. He's on pace to beat it by you know several home runs, and so well I'm, he's on pace for sixty seven. Well, not you know, not knowing what he's done today. Okay, so that but is. I doubt he's hit a home run because I haven't had any pushes and I'm not watching the game. Though. We all get we all get like multiple pushes for multiple challenge channels. When so, but what I'm what I'm talking about is like, is this going to get any attention? Is it getting attention? Is it starting to get any attention? Is the attention about to grow? Uh, is it only a Yankee fan thing? Is the home run record been totally sullied by the steroid users? Then the number is so artificially high that a normal unsteroided human being can't reach it. Could judge reach it? Is that possible? He seems like an, on a torrid pace right now. He had two more the other night. And if this guy gets to 61, is that a deal worth celebrating beyond uh, being a Yankee fan? I think we're, we're being uh, kind of r- ruined out okay, of it. Well, I mean, look, the question you're asking here, I'll, I'll help you. I know you're, you're asking a high, uh, a rhetorical question, but there is an answer. The answer is yes. The judge is all over the place. Every sports center, all the, the Fox sports, every, everything is about judge hitting home runs. Like he is, you know, the guy is the star that baseball needs. Mike Trout might've been the best player in the league for a, a decade now, but he is like a reluctant star and doesn't want to be like the face of baseball. And, un, and he's not as charismatic as judge judge is the King of New York right now. That guy is everywhere. He leads, he leads every sports center every morning. Anytime he hits a home run, it's like it's big news. It leads all sports casts. So yes, it is a big deal. No, he cannot get to 73. He cannot even really get to 70 right now. He actually has picked up the pace because earlier in the year he was always on pace for about 60, 61. At his current pace, he's on pace for 67. So he's actually up the pace. And, you know, so he's got 43 home runs and he has played 101 games that, uh, before tonight and the Yankees had played 104. So that means at most he could only play 58 more games. So at that rate, you know, at the, even at the current rate, he would have to accelerate the rate to get to, to record like 70, 73 records. But, you know, he did hit 11 home runs in his last 12 games. <laughs> since the all-star break right much. like we just don't know how like the how the pace will go guys tend to slow down at the end of the season fleet trees out there everybody's saying what's up with fleet tree fleet trees out there wfo fleet tree monica says he's hitting a home run like every game uh ford is out there i want to shout out to ford ford has been out there the entire show listening way to go ford that is great and so is matt uh just shout out to all our patreons who are watching and and those of you who are not Patreons, if you want to be part of this crazy crew, you can join Patreons and gain access. But really, why would you? Right? Like That's the question I ask myself every day. And, uh, and Sue Morris. Let's bring Sue into the show. She's been on there for a little bit. Hello, Sue. How are you? Oh, WFO, everybody. What's happening? We're good. What, We're good. what did Gio drink tonight? I oh, mean, man, you're all fire what he must that? have doubled up on on road acts tonight i gave him a talking to at the start of the show which you guys are gonna have to go back and listen i gave him a firm oh. talking to no what we said was that you know we gotta raise we gotta raise the entertainment value of this uh, audio only podcast so that people will share it and they will say man these guys are cray and you gotta listen 
because we have to grow, man. Enough of this. Uh, like there can be no stagnation for the WFO universe. We have to grow. And Gio's bringing it one ten, man. He's uh, he's elevated under the pressure. Fire, I'm telling you. And you know, Joe, I just figured you were on concussion protocol this week. You know, two weeks in a go, two weeks two weeks in a row, you got head injuries from banging your head against the wall, watching Ferrari just be a mess. I'm sure you've <laughs> already, but you know, I, I figured, you know. <laughs> no, I didn't this week. I didn't do that this week. I took it like much better. You know how it goes. Like you, you've seen it all before, right? Like, oh man, this song same as the other one. I know. Yeah, the I was throwing things at the TV. I Come know. On. The, oh, really? Like what? Hard tires? Why? What? Well, I, you know, like, and I gave Let's it a start second, with like, the what? first bad stop. Three point seven seconds. Seriously? Come on. <laughs> Guys, pulling Rock. away from the field. Yeah. Let's just bring them in and put them on the damn square tires. The worst right. square tire. Yeah. The worst tire. Yeah. What? Genius. But at least but we've got you not stay out on these tire. You shut up, Charles. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't understand strategy. We don't want a podium. You don't see oh, right. the numbers oh, in the car. <laughs> you don't see how slow this tire is going to make you. Don't worry. But after 10 laps, you're going to wish it was, <laughs> you're going to want to kill yourself. Dude, Get the needs- square tires out. Get them inflated. Someone needs to be sacrificed. Like, it, seriously, it's it's not good Dude, for the long Matilla, term. Man. He might not live. Uh, not live. I mean, you know, obviously. He's not gonna live. Fly, but he wow. might not. No, live man, like the Coliseum. Let's put him in there with the Lions, man. Let's do it. Like, that's the Romans. I've done this before. We've been down this road before. Put him in there with the lions, and if he can fight them off and survive, then he gets to keep his job. His job might not. He might not survive as a team director over the next four weeks, man. You know, this well, is the time of year out, they do so, stuff like you know. that. Let me ask you something. Like seriously, we're joking about Joey Gallo and how tough it is, in New York, and being a Yankee and all that pressure, and Paulie the White Guy and all this stuff, right? Well, like, what do you think it's like? Being the Ferrari guy in Italy right now, like reading the newspapers, you know, they got newspapers there, right? They write stories. They've got paparazzi. Like Dude, they're they the got social who, media too, man. They, they got everything. The stuff like paparazzi sounds. I'm sure like, he's not sleeping good at night. It's probably <laughs> an Italian thing, judging by the way it's spelled. Okay. Hey, it can't be pretty easy. Being Matteo Benotto in Italiano right now. After that, the guy every time that torch goes past his house one day, he probably gets nervous. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. The Vendettas. There's no men left because of the Vendettas. It's a problem. This is a big problem. Yeah, I, especially when you have both Max Verstappen and, and Lewis Hamilton laughing at him. They're laughing. They're all laughing. All laughing. Toto and and uh, Christian Horner, they, they they found something in common. Laughing Here's at Steve. Ferrari. Look at this one. Turn it a little to the right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bit. I can't read it, but I can see it. Put Not yourself it. on solo. Oh, Bill. employee of the month. <laughs> it says Red Bull employee yeah. of the month. Red, Red Bull, Bull racing employee of the month. Oh, thanks, yeah. Gerda. Thank you, Gerda. You're the best. <laughs> maybe maybe right. that's part of silly season. He's being traded. <laughs> maybe. 
Okay, more sports collision because there's more going on. Something to do with my Miami. Well, Dolphins. here I'll give you even before that. You know what? Let's <laughs> let's keep it on the motorsports. Lewis Hamilton has become a minority, and I don't mean but because he's a race, because of his race, but I mean a small part owner of the Denver Broncos. Not a lot uh, of racers you know. also own sports teams, so that that does prove to be true. Mm. Yes, and so uh, yes, uh, the Denver Broncos were recently sold. That's what I was, and wondering. so they're bringing in some uh, you know celebrity ownership group like that. And I did not know, but apparently Lewis has a, a place out there and and near outside of Denver and enjoys that area very much and calls it his winter home. <laughs> Definitely winter. Well, yeah, Denver. <laughs> I, he must love that winter co- covered. Really, I can see I can see why people like Denver and the mountains and the Colorado and all that stuff. And, you know, he's got a home. But is it in Denver or is it in like Vail? Is it it in Denver, in Breckenridge? You know, like I'm sure it's in one of those beautiful Uber elite uh, mountain ski towns, whatever. And yeah, Denver is the closest city and where he flies in and out of, I'm sure. But um and it just well, seemed you know, out of the nowhere. They live in Miami downtown over there within no. the city of Miami limits. They, you know, they live over here in Pinecrest or in Cocoa Plum or in Gables by the Sea, you know? Cocoa Plum, Key Biscayne, uh, Golden right. Beach. But it's still Miami. You know, it's in Miami. It's a great. It's the South Florida area. Right. I figured Lewis would want to get in with the uh, the Dolphins of any team, but, but they uh, have their own problems. Yeah. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins, yes, as Joe mentioned, well... They were uh, found today guilty of unprecedented tampering in uh, by the ownership, and uh, they were handed down the pow pow penalties. The penalty will be put into the phantom zone. Yep the 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 owner Stephen Ross was suspended until mid October. Which you know, I don't know. They suspended the owner for August and September. I have no idea what that does. But what's that you mean? Know? And he's not allowed to go to the to the owner next year. You know, he's not, not allowed to go to the owner meetings. He's not allowed to do anything related to the team. Like he's not a allowed million to and a half dollar fine. Oh, okay, that which one's is, a little okay. okay. That's yeah. nothing yeah. to that guy. Are you kidding me, Ross? Look up what the related company is worth. All right, he a million that and a half is, is what is the idea. He loses yeah, more than that right. between Bobby's, the stock right? bouncing day yeah. and the point of it, right? Basis, yeah. right? And well, the Dolphins they did get penalized of a uh, first pick, first round pick next year, and a third rounder than the following year. But um, yeah, I guess it's it's kind of a light penalty considering what the uh, the league deemed to be unprecedented uh, tampering. Now they were not found guilty of the tanking, even though the team, uh, the league said that there was evidence that they, that Mr. Ross did suggest to uh, Tom, uh, not Tom Flores, geez, <laughs> Brian, Brian Flores. <laughs> Tom Flores is the old Seattle coach, man. Yeah, I know. And Raiders. Uh, but they did uh, say that uh, Brian like Flores was indeed offered $100,000 per loss, but that it was a joke. You know, Mr. Huh. Ross was clearly joking, and it should have been it taken. Always as starts as a joke. After that, he never mentioned it again. You know, right. and yeah. so everybody, uh, Brian, sorry, you know, they're they're That's not going right. to let you have any ammo for your case, bud. But uh, yeah, Stephen Ross penalized, gets hurt. penalized. And in other football news, you know, we don't talk about it too much, but Deshaun Watson ruling finally came down, and he was penalized. He got six games for exposing himself inappropriately to a, a yeah. of women. And uh, unfortunately, you know, we're going to find out what's going to happen there. 
Yeah. Of all um, the places you know. to drop profanity on this particular show, that seemed like the least appropriate place. We got all this Ferrari uh, stuff, you know what? I'll stuff <laughs> Adam, there, like that one. Just I didn't mean to. Totally you know, sometimes like, the stuff that just was comes the first. Out, you know? Really? Yeah, it was. It, was it came first. across pretty heavy too oh, earlier, yeah, so what? it wasn't needed. <laughs> We had a lot of legitimate reasons for profanity earlier, and that one was just kind of so flippant, like meaningless. <laughs> I apologize. You, no, I'm you not. Know, you, I don't apologize. No, you don't you apologize. Didn't you really should, but you really should because. But you're making a big deal out of nothing. It's too late. That's you what you already want. did. You've blown it. We have you know, a thing. Look, we, you know, we at this point, agreement. I'm going to have to go back and cut out all this stuff. Where's the jar? <laughs> Where's the jar? No, you should bleep it. <laughs> bleep it. You should bleep it. <laughs> Flip it over backwards is the easiest way to do it. Just Flip imagine it in your mind. All the moms it. with their children on their way to school listening to WFO. Come on, think about them. Ah. You should have oh, just yeah. said pissed off 20... me fired up when I hear Gio say that. You should have <laughs> listened. Okay, I got accused of using too much profanity this past weekend as well by a great friend. And did. Uh, I did. I did. Oh, on the mic? You? On the mic? Of course yeah, not. Really. Oh. Of oh. course not on the mic. It was because we were baking... Ooh. Wait, wait, wait! You were baking. I, yeah, I heard, I heard you had an umbrella holder that you were kind of like an F one driver. Oh man! And but I looked all the, around the as, as fast as I could look around to find somebody with an umbrella to hold it over my head. There you was got no sponsored by Monster. I would have loved. It. I tried. <laughs> Please, somebody, anybody got an umbrella to come out for my next interview and hold it above my head? That would have been great. It would have been a great fit. That's, that's there was no such person. Really? Apparently, in between my interviews uh, and my conversations with folks, I don't know. I guess I was on a uh, a bit of a profanity tirade, and so I used a couple of bad words. And so people are like, "You're using the f word a lot today." I'm like, "It's so hot." I think it's just coming out. So, ah. Geo, I am don't don't uh, you don't have the market cornered as the guy who uses profanity on WFO. Everybody's like, "Oh, we love Geo so much because he uses profanity." WFO Joe uses profanity too, guys. No, he doesn't. Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. I I heard that you were trying to use it as an adjective. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Wow. Listen to Sue getting blue. (laughs) Blue humor by Sue. Blue Sue. That was good stuff. No, that's good. (laughs) I get what you're saying, Sue. Ah, I get it. Uh, Anyway. So the Dolphins, uh, we're done. Deshaun Watson. Do we even know if he's guilty? It was 27, I think, is the number, Gio. Look, it it was 27 is. women accused him of inappropriately exposing himself as going to get, uh, you know, a massage with a happy ending. Um, but actually, it's yeah. as many as 60. Only that many actually filed suit, just I mean, so you know. 60? Wow. All he's, right. He's not yeah. Regular anyway. Oh, look, around he's guilty, spot. not guilty. That's not the point here, man. You yeah. know, like everything, something happens once or twice, man, you know, like you could be accused of or you could do something by accident and maybe, you know, but once it starts happening a couple of times, you know, you start getting into that seven, eight, nine. It's like, wow, you know, something's yeah, it's not a negative thing, though. Like, I'm not supporting what he did, but don't a lot of people do that? Like, go to those massage parlors and uh, and ask for that like isn't that what those massage parlors are actually for well it's not, you know look i don't know i i don't, I don't know, know joe tell but us when you have yeah, accusations, <laughs> some you know there's stuff going on man that this shows a pattern of certain type of behavior at the very least all right you know like he's going and eventually to, uh, he did settle with like 20 or 30 of these women you know all i'm saying is that i'm i'm not i know people 
that go to the massage parlors with the set intention of, you know, the massage part is nice, but the ending is the reason that they go. But there are okay. certain places, I'm sure, just like where Bob Kraft went, that that's where, you you know, he went to. When you, you know, expose yourself to someone who is not offering that type of service. It's definitely probably very shocking and disappointing, uh, right at the same know. time. But And I don't think it's right or good or you know, anything. The dude but... shows up with a towel the size of your napkin that they give you at the restaurant for the massage. It's <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, oh, sorry, you know, I mean, that, it's, it's just coming out of my towel, you know. Well, but I never got to it. Uh, chiropractor, I I took a happy end. It just means coming out of there without a broken bone, right? <laughs> yeah. say, oh, Bobby, Bobby went to the chiropractor and got a happy end, and he was uh, he was fine. <laughs> so anyway, what did he get? Six games, which is I think a great deal for the Browns because now they've got a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. Yeah, they're gonna you know maybe lose those games or maybe not, but now they've got their quarterback situation. As long as this guy can maintain his sanity now from now on out, like you, well, that's as long um, as he does, you know, he's going to have to change his method of operation clearly. Right. Like if he has a relapse, then <laughs> that could become a problem if he were to <laughs> relapse. But if he doesn't, then the Browns have pulled a coup. Are here. you telling, are you calling it a sickness? You know, whatever. It's his hobby. I gotta get a refresher, boss. Oh man, <laughs> I gotta go to rehab. I don't know what to call it. Okay, like it's not. Um, <laughs> I don't understand because the guy's an athlete. He's like, I'm sure there are beautiful women that want to hang out with him all the time on a regular basis. Um, thank and 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 would like love to shower him with. Uh, you know, you know, uh, adulation, like, oh my God, you're a professional athlete. Oh man, that that seems like what would happen. Instead, there's he's plenty of jock sniffers out there. There's plenty, <laughs> and he's sneaking around going to these places. Uh, Glad he finished that sentence. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> look, you know, I, look, I saw the HBO thing, man, and it's really, you know, it kind of. There's no doubt that there's a pattern of behavior here. And he was, you know, not just sneaking to these places. It was like he would get masseuses to come to, to his location. Right. You know, they, they would meet at like hotels in certain places. It's what, you know, that kind of thing. He didn't show up like at, you know, the place that Robert Kraft was going to. That's exactly what right. I'm telling you. Well, <laughs> and so I want to acknowledge the existence of the profession of masseuse. Okay, let's take a second to acknowledge all those people out there that they they study and they learn about muscles and what to do and all of that stuff. Like that's real. That's a real profession, and people go through a lot of training, physical therapy and stuff. Physical therapy, a masseuse, a masseuse, whatever you want to call them. Those people really exist, and it's just terrible that their profession has been kind of overtaken by these like places that people go uh you know to maybe get some form of a massage uh and the happy ending it's it's uh but so this guy was doing this to real people though that's what Correct. you're telling well, yeah. well, they're all real people but he was doing this to actual professionals that were coming there for the purpose of giving a massage a real and massage. not there for the purpose of he yeah. showed up at the place that gives the happy endings and then all of a sudden hey. Shouldn't you know? that conversation happen right at the beginning? You would think. Yeah. Well, that's the only thing is like the person who's the professional masseuse, and I've talked to a couple of them. It's like, you know, they probably get that a lot. 
somebody sure they do, but it all depends on the extent of, of, you know, some of the interviews that I saw on the HBO thing, you know, like it, I just insisted, you know? Oh. It wasn't just like an accident. It was like, but don't, you know, like he, you know, HOC, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if that's the case, man, then he, you know, he should be punished. There should be a punishment. And so what is he going to do? He's going to pay, right? He got his six games, and, you know, he's getting off light. You know, Calvin really bets on the NFL. He's going to get suspended for a whole year and a half. He's losing, like, $11 million. No way. We all know that you're not allowed to gamble, I guess. You know, exposing yourself to masseuses is, you know, one of those, like the Costanza. I didn't know that was frowned upon. Right. (laughs) I wouldn't have done it if it had been in the manual that you're not allowed to do that. Right. It's a wild world, oh, folks. It's a wild world. Well, what else? Okay, sports collision. What else? Anything else? Is that it? Uh, I think that's inevitably right. there'll be something that we forget. We'll get back to it next week. But this has been such a fun show. It's been just Greg Norman said that that they offered Tiger seven to eight, about three quarters of a billion dollar to be the the commissioner of that live league. Yes, I know, and he turned it down. Yep. Look, well, Tiger's got more than that, man. Tiger's no, already that's got true. more money. I'm glad he turned it down. I, you know, I saw the crowd there and it was very uh, sparse. Uh, I saw, you know, I'm, I, 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 like I was saying a couple of years ago that I wasn't going to watch the formula one race from Russia. And uh, I, you know, I didn't, I watched the highlights, but <laughs> Jack, Nich- <laughs> Jack Nicholas came out and said that me and Greg you Norman know that, are that always going to be won that race, you know? Baby, me and Greg Norman are always going to be buddies, but we don't see eye to eye. And that Jack Nicholas is kind of on the side of the PGA and doesn't like what this live golf is doing. And uh, I, you know, I understand the idea of taking the money. And if somebody offered me the money, I would think very long and hard of, about it, um, especially if I didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> but, you know, th- there are some things that are not are not worth, uh, you know, selling your soul for. But I don't know what it is like golf. Maybe golf is worth selling your soul for. But nobody seemed to be showing up there. What I saw looked like pretty weak. I don't yeah, know. I they're 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 getting the golfers. So, and it's given given some other guys. Look, it's here's the given their like money it's, stream. Right? If I, I the mean, USFL or one of those leagues, like when the USFL came out in the '80s and poached college guys and a fort, you know, like Herschel Walker. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. You know, and uh Flutie and all those guys that went to over there because they got paid more yeah. than they were gonna get paid it from the NFL that mm-hmm. you know they could challenge the NFL, but there's no league that can afford to pay guys what the NFL is gonna pay them now. Well, what happened to golf is somebody, you know, it's came up and challenged the PGA and they can afford right now to pay these guys a hell of a lot more money. Right. And you know, and guys are going. But I don't They're even going think it's money. money plus the chance only, of the winnings. Yes. And they play three rounds, which I think right. is they a only, really that's why big it's called live. It's fit four, is really what it is. It's the Roman numerals. And so oh. it's fifty-four because they play Friday, uh Thursday, Friday, and Saturday only. So if the PGA is gonna do it, and, and maybe there's some better ideas and some evolution that's gonna come from it, maybe that's it. Like, you know, the commitment to uh, play the 54 holes is preferred by all these players. Maybe the PGA should just adopt that and say, you know what? Okay, we're going to do this and take away. The Saudi Arabians have got more money. Like they can do anything. They've got a lot of money. 
And if they want to stick with us, they're going to stick with us. And eventually it's going to be a thing like Matt in Australia has told us about their cricket league. Like it's just, you can't, you can't beat them. So it is what it is. So Monica says, that's won 4 million this last week and one of that is 4 million. Mm-hmm. Took him four years to earn 7 million. Yeah. It's uh, you know, you can't, it's hard to argue with the guys. It's just, if you, you know, if you are, uh, I don't well, know. It's it just, is. And it's, look, the PGA, you know, you, you need to make the cut to get paid and things like that. And these guys are paying, you know, they're only taking like 50 golfers per tournament or something, but everybody gets paid. The The last place guy is taking home a hundred G's, you know, and the winner mm-hmm. takes 4 million. And so everybody's there in between it's guaranteed money. They're, they're, catering to what things that the players want and ask for you know in a way it's made the pga already announced for next year uh higher purses and all kinds of things that they've had to give some concessions to the players simply because they have no choice now right well and that's that's what it does competition so in in racing if another maybe the saudi should start a a, a racing series <laughs> like right and offer uh you know two hundred fifty thousand dollars for top fuel and see what happens oh my gosh who knows who knows I don't know. It's a very complex issue, and it all depends on whether you want to let your politics, human rights bleed onto your sports. A lot of people don't want to do that. It's really tough stuff. Um, well, again, look, you said it. There's an F1 race in Saudi Arabia. The Saudis own a soccer team in the Premier League. That yeah. That's a Saudi sovereign fund funds all kinds of money all over the world. And, and yep. you know, and so at what point, you know, are, are, where do we choose to draw the line? I would love to be able to say, yeah, I can guarantee you this shirt wasn't made by some slave child in the other side of the world somewhere, but I don't know. Yeah, but you don't know, and there's no way. And uh, by being involved sometimes, you can change behavior also. Like, you know, bad people who have bad ideas, uh, they can change their minds too. Like maybe by having this league and all of these things, people going over there and like working and helping them make money and helping them build their business. And they might get an opportunity to say, you know, it can be done a better way. It can be better. You can do it a different way. You don't have to do it that way. And sometimes people listen. So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting story. It's beyond beyond our uh, pay grade, unfortunately. But it is what it is. Guy won $4 million, though, in one weekend, you know, yeah. for chasing the money. Well, they got all that money. And, and and look at Saudi. They've only got so many places they can spend it at over there in all that sand. So they got to spend it somewhere. Right. If you don't spend it, why have it? What, what good is money if you don't show yeah, it off, what good? Right? right? That's it. That's right. What's the point of being rich if nobody knows you got it? Right. Exactly. I got a car. I got a condo. Yeah. (laughs) The Uh, camel don't care over there. (laughs) He could care less. That's the crazy thing about wealth, though. It's like, you know, and at some point you get so much that you can't spend it. Brewster's millions. You can't you can't spend it as fast as you try. Like no matter how try you, you're just it's like compounding upon itself faster than you can possibly imagine. Um, Well, there you go. All right. Great sports collision, Gio. Great sports collision. For the record, Barry Bonds is 73 in 2001. It was 2001. Okay. Yep. So this guy, this guy. Yeah. See, that's, um, I've had this argument with my friends. We don't have to do it again and again, but the steroid era destroyed the home run race forever. It did. That's all. It like, this could be a legit home run race for all the kids and good for baseball and all of that. And Aaron judge would be the guy. And, uh, you know, who knows if those guys, would have hit 61 like we just don't know but it's that era 
has removed that possibility. If Aaron Judge at 6'7", is like a ball of muscle, he's only going to hit 65 maybe, and probably not, by the way, because everybody slows down. The idea that someone's going to hit 73 is just, it's off the table. That's all. That's what I think is sad about it. That's all. Monica says, sometimes wealth makes you not think straight. And Bobby wants to experience. I would like to have the experience to test it myself. No, I didn't say that. Well, I'm sorry. I'm t- <laughs> something I have no experience hey, in. Read the, line. read the prompter down there. I read saw the what you were he skimmed. He's skimming. Between the lines, you trust me. You want to know. You want to test it. You want to. It's too late. It. It's too late, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, we're all here, so nobody won the Mega Millions. No, and we tried. Who played? Damn Who it. played the Mega Millions? Me. Gio, you played? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I won too. $4, and then I invested more money and got nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But the $4 was, you know, what? I guess 20% of what I invested. So. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, put, uh, I put a 20 in there, and I got $4 nice. back. Would and so then I put another 20, and I got zero back. But look, if I'd have won, I'd have damn sure been on here just so you could know that I won it. You would, if you had told us, that would have been a big mistake. You should have kept it to yourself. <laughs> you just gave it to yourself. I probably wouldn't so. have been on here this week. I'd still be out somewhere, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, today if I win, you know, you're gonna have to pick me That's up. That's what the lawyer is for. That's what lawyers are for. <laughs> That's what you hire that lawyer first thing. That's first thing. And right. you better make the right decision as to which lawyer you hire. An accounting lawyer yeah. is what I'm going to look for. It. Yeah, no, I don't want a criminal lawyer. I'm oh, sorry, criminal defense. The fun, the fun of it. There's lots of criminal lawyers out there. Stay away from those guys. So we threw away. I threw away forty bucks. Uh, I joined a group at the NHRA. Hey, you want to get in our thing? We, we all win it together. Yeah, sure. Here's twenty bucks. Can't let you guys win without me being in on it, right? Like that would be would kill me. So. Put me in on your thing. We lost. And then uh, on my way back to the hotel, I swung by a 7-Eleven and dropped 20 on that. So total 40 in on it, and I lost. But the uh, the fun of it is I had so many great conversations with people about what you do, right? Like, that's what the lottery is really for. It's for having fun conversations about what you would do with the money. Like, you know, people, would you buy a top fuel team? And I said, oh, hell no. And what would you, what would you do? <laughs> What would you do? And I uh, had some interesting conversations about that. It was kind of fun, you know, helping people, you know, setting up. Oh, it's going to take a while before I get to that stage, dude. Oh, no. I would be <laughs> oh, yeah, you. No, sorry, dude. Oh, no one's going to see me for a while. I mean, you know, I, I mean I, no one. I mean, you know, I don't. The, the people that I live with may not see me for a while. Oh, my oh, God. You just oh, wow. terrible. Terrible. I'll, I'll send some checks and I'll come back, you know when I'm good and ready and they would be so mad until they figured out why you were gone. And then suddenly it would be okay. Yes. <laughs> Where were you? Oh, you oh, oh it, that's you know. why you were. No, you deserved it. no I, I told you I'd send money. I'd, I'd, I'd send a big check. I'd go, you know, go get the money in person and send a big, uh, a big amount home and be like, I'll, I'll be back when, uh, I don't know when. <laughs> but anyway, in quizzing most people, like what they would do, Uh, The majority of the people, the first thing that they would do is something horrible to their employer. Okay, (laughs) it was the it was the the general trend. Like, oh, I would show up at work and do something, tell my boss to get bent or something, and storm off the job. Everybody, a lot of people said that. Real, no, no, no. 
Okay, well, well, you were tired, Bobby Graham, when you were in the machine shop and that boss was not letting you listen to your earbud. Maybe if the next day you walked in and you were worth a billion dollars, your opinion might have been a little different. And I had a good boss there out there. You seem to love your job as well, Sue. Um, You know, me, I, you know, I would just, it would be all good times from now till forever. Like lots of good times. I would work real hard. Those people who say, mo money, mo problems, I would really try to put it to the test. Exactly. I would be that guy who leaves the, th- the Derek Jeter that leaves a thousand dollar tip, you know, running around like uh, Willy Wonka changing people. Like I would be like a real life. I Willy just Wonka. said, what good is it to be rich if people aren't going to know? You're going to know. I'm going to be splitting, be making it rain everywhere I go to the cafeteria when I go buy my my colada and tostadas. I'm going to be like making it rain. You have a crew like Hammer, you yeah. know what I mean? Like a mini entourage. Well, no, that's, how, that's how the money runs out. But a billion dollars with hundred people. A billion dollars that well, a hundred. Like I don't even know a hundred people. Billion dollars. You, you would quickly. I'm thinking. You would well, isn't that the truth, right? <laughs> the people coming up. No, the, the you know, the core friends would be the friends. The core friends would be the friends. The friends that are the friends now would be the friends, and then the new friends, they would be uh, you know, suspects. I would buy a compound. Where like a giant short <laughs> like house. Where would this be? I don't know. I was thinking I'd move to the other side of US one over there with the really rich people. <laughs> okay. So you stay here in Miami with and you'd get one of those really rich people houses over there in the Pine Crest. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah. But you know, like you it's kind of hard to have a compound over there. There's just not enough space. Like no, compound, man, you, you know, I think big. Dude, no, you seen some of those houses, dude. They look like little resorts, man. Like they sit well, on the you make you a compound. Yeah, but you don't want he doesn't want to be in a compound in Louisiana, I don't no, uh, not in the bayou, but not but no, the, yeah, I would definitely have. I, you know, I think I would have apartments all over the place, like you know, New York, LA, all the big cities, and go go hang out wherever. Not apartments, but go stay like at you know, like at the at the at the Ritz Carlton uh, presidential suite or something. Exactly, like uh, the King of That's Zamunda, I right? I would be going around like uh, you know, King Just Joffrey. living in the in a suite of a hotel. <laughs> right, like <laughs> that would take a while to get old. Testing. Right. Testing the highest level hotel suites around the world in various places. You know, people are talking about buying stuff. I wouldn't buy anything. You know, no buying of yachts, no buying of planes, lots of renting, lots of weekend experiences in a lot of different places. I would definitely help as many people as I could, as rapidly as I could. If it flies or if it floats, release it. That's right. There's another line there, too. There's. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. But, you know, I got to keep it clean for the children. Exactly. (laughs) On their way to kindergarten with their parents. School so. starts soon. Exactly. All right. Uh, anything we didn't talk about, let's start winding down soon. Uh, we'll talk to Sue. We don't have as many people as we did last week as we're doing the show in, a, in an odd time. Um, I just want to give an update on uh, my show that I've been watching. Uh, For All Mankind on Apple TV. Uh, I, I was binge watching so much that I finally got to an episode and I couldn't get the next episode and i was like oh man what's going on the thing is broken or something and it's like no that's not what happened at all i caught up to the rest of the world and now i have to wait till every friday for the show to come out and uh, i can no longer binge watch i watched two and three into the third season about you know nasa nasa space drama right us and the russians space going to mars what happens the astronauts different stuff uh Crazy space accidents, interesting stuff. I'm really liking it. And now that I'm on the I can't binge watch it program anymore, I watched one episode, um, you know, yesterday, the one that came out Friday. All good stuff, dramatic, 
Um, if you're into that, it's obviously it's it's fiction, but you get some views of the future that are weird and different, and you get some views of the future that are on point. And uh, I don't know. I like that the people that I've put onto it have liked it too, and it's cool. So if you're into like NASA and space program stuff mixed with some fiction and drama and the old space race, you know, the United States versus the Soviet Union, because in this, the Soviet Union is still a thing into the future. Um, I recommend it. It's good. And now I'm caught up. I'm just like the rest of the world. And that's that. I watched, uh, what else did I watch? I watched something with, um, what's the new one? Oh, I don't even know. Multi, multi-dimensionalism is out of control. I watched Doctor Strange, the new Doctor Strange multiverse thing. It's basically the same as Rick and Morty. It's just Rick and Morty, except with Doctor Strange. And I was kind of shocked at how exactly like Rick and Morty it is. And I was almost disappointed. Like these guys have watched Rick and Morty and they made the same episode, which is every one of us. There's an infinite number of us out there in an infinite number of dimensions doing an infinite number of different things. There's infinite number of geos and in an infinite number of dimensions doing an infinite number of different geo things. Like there's one geo out there that is calm and reserved and afraid to speak his mind. And it's well. It's out there. That's the thing about the different dimensions. Really? We don't know where he is. We don't, we don't know that one. We don't know that. No, our geo <laughs> is different, but that's uh, what the multiverse and the multidimensional thing yeah, is. Yeah, we like our geo. We do. Most of the On time. fire. Imagine if he could pull the clips. Man, he'd be super. He'd be a super loved character. All right, so final thoughts. Bobby, you said you had something negative to say. What was that? No, no, I didn't have. Oh, I'm disappointed. No, it, it it fits right along with this show. I mean, well, look is. at this. He's got a he's got his own like teleprompter that he's created with yeah. paper and pen. It's sitting above the camera. Oh, I love that. Way to go, Bobby. All right, and now, ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Grant. That's right. Now, you know how you feel when everything is really starting to turn around for you. Your health, your finances are looking good. It's all in an upward moment. You know, you just have to tell somebody. Don't. Why not? Because it will turn around on you in a second. It will rain. The wall will leak on the house you just sold. And then you will catch an uh, episode of the Gallagher. No, this is a <laughs> real story. You dare I say. I just got the three hours ago. It just I'm, caught me three hours ago. I'm feeling really Bobby. great. I got to admit, I just talked to somebody and told them how everything is looking up. I'm really, everything's starting to come together. And I sold the house and got a call last night. Is water were running down the walls like you just turned the faucet on. Wow. So, Terrible stuff. Bummer. So, anyway, that was today. Bobby Graham with the roof and limping around. Oh. I thought Bobby was going to say, it's well, easy it to grin show. when your ship comes in and you've got Keep the stuff. Keep your mouth right. shut. Yeah. <laughs> always remember, Bobby, the man worthwhile is the man who can smile. That's right. When his shorts are too tight in the seat. <laughs> Caddyshack reference. Sue, what do you got? <laughs> well, well, you know. We we got to give a shout out to to our guy race guitar Mike Meyer. He kicked off his fight ride the bike ride challenge this week. Leave it to Sue to always bring it back to the show. Way to go! You know we want to have him on here, 
And he was like, is it okay if I share, you know, that I'm going to do my, it's like, yes, man, do it, share it. Let's go. Let's earn the money, make it ride, go. That's right. He's, he's riding the, the fight cancer for kids. And so I got to give him a shout out. He kicked off, uh, kicked off yesterday to start his run his ride, I should say. And, um, and, uh, really supporting him. So, uh, check him out. Uh, and, uh, Got to, got to give him a shout out for that. I'm trying to bring up the link right now for everybody out there. I know everybody has their own stuff that they like to uh, donate to, but we proved last time that this was kind of cool, right? Didn't he do like 900 miles or something? Yeah. And yeah. it's the great cycle challenge dot CA slash riders slash Michael Mayer. GreatCycleChallenge.ca slash writers slash Michael Mayer. And I'll throw this up in our social media. And uh, he's got his, I'm writing for Michael and Frank, writing for Dear Friends That We Lost Way Too Soon, Michael Evanson and Frank Perolini. Um, this August, I'm taking part in the Great Cycle Challenge to fight kids' cancer. Why? Because right now, over 1,400 children are diagnosed with cancer every year. It's the biggest killer of children from uh, disease in Canada. Kids should be living life, not fighting for it. So I'm raising funds through my challenge to help these kids support Sick Kids Foundation to allow them to continue their work in developing treatments and finding a cure for childhood cancer. Please support me by making a donation to give these kids the brighter futures they deserve. Your support will change little lives. Thank you, says uh, Michael Mayer, a.k.a. Race Guitar, one of our show patrons. His uh, day two great challenge, he was going to run ride 23.2 kilometers and he's got this uh, amazing ride you can see the maps day one he did 22.4 kilometers and he's already raised what is it 500 bucks uh, let's see 652 10 51 51 51 103 124 anonymous 258 and it's great seeing the names of wfo listeners on there that's tremendous like all these guys a lot of them are wfo Names of WFO I haven't seen in a long time. That's amazing. So what I would say to everyone is uh, if you have not yet allocated your charitable giving for this particular month or this quarter or whenever, however you choose to do it, this is a great one. His goal is a thousand bucks. He's raised six fifty two oh five. I found it now, Sue. I know how to read the page. Fine. <laughs> I was, I was well, trying I'm to like, help. Right? It's all good. He's a two-year legacy rider, and uh, oh, 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 Sue, oh. there's a ranking. There's a ranking. He's 1,244th in the national ranking. Wow. We need his, his ranking to go up. Yeah, we do. Right? We do. Like, that's got to be something the WFO universe can get behind. You know, if they're, if, if, you know, children fighting illness isn't enough for you, let's have his ranking go up. 1,244. Right. Let's get it up there. So donate now. Let me click donate. Maybe I get a different link. Yeah, I would rather share the other link. Yeah. GreatCycleChallenge.ca slash riders slash Mike Mayer. And I'm going to tweet that thing out right now. Continue yeah. soon. And, and if you also go to his 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 uh, Twitter, his uh, race guitar um, on Twitter. So uh, you can follow. His, there, there's a link for it there. So, so hey, shout out to Mike. Uh, keep it going, buddy. Very, it's, a, it's a great cause. So um, cancer just sucks and it's even worse when it's with with kids so get behind them and uh keep it going and on a positive shout out how about jackie frick winning 
out in uh, Seattle this weekend, going all the way out to the other side of the coast, the other side of out in the West Coast there. So that was pretty cool in uh, Top Alcohol Dragster. Got to give her a shout out, give her props for that. That's awesome. So her and that entire team. So I love you, Sue. You're the only person that brings up drag racing on ignition. You know, it's kind of funny. It's like Sue is the only person she brings us back to drag racing. Uh, And it's like, yeah, that's right. Drag racing. Thank you, Sue. Yeah, she was great. And, uh, you know, Jackie said some cool stuff, you know, that a a fuel funny cars are going to be a thing now. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of talk about that. But no, Jackie went west and got the job done. And um, I'm such a fan of Jackie Frick. She's great. Yeah. So love to see a like, nitro fuel car, like a supercharged nitro car. Someday. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Someday. No, I think it would be. It would be awesome. Oh, she's so. good. All Any other people. thoughts on the drag race? Oh, it's it was. Yeah. How about yeah. the Sarge coming back? New owner. You didn't know who was going to win this win? week. Oh, no. my goodness. It was. And uh, even TJ getting his first win, that was pretty cool. I mean, it was, I, I mean, we were watching everything. I mean, from, from the Super Street all the way on up, we, we were watching it all. It was, it was really great this weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, I, but I felt for you guys because it was, you could just tell it was so hot. And nobody was expecting that for, for uh, Seattle. But uh, everybody did a great job. And uh, the race kept moving and uh, did good. So, uh and but I really wish I would have seen you being covered with an umbrella. I mean, Me you too. know, Me too. man, I was thinking that you were like an F1 driver or something, you know. Oh, anytime I can do something that makes it appear like I'm big timing the world, <laughs> it's that's humor that I like. Of course, I'm going to try to do that. I looked around. Does anybody have an umbrella? There's no umbrella like prop comedy, man. If I can do some prop comedy out there at the NHRA. I'm going to do it because I think it's silly. And that's what makes it fun. And instead, nothing, nothing. My kid lost his voice over a bit. He was screaming so loud when Tony won. Oh, so he was rooting against Brittany, was he? Well, it was a shock, honestly, because I think everybody really figured that Brittany was going to go right down the track and just win the race, right? Rip off 78 or something and just win the race. Um, Or, you know, maybe Tony would get her on a whole shot. But when she went up in smoke, that was like, oh, yeah. That was um, out of the ordinary. She had a fast bracket car. <laughs> she went down to track all during qualifications too, didn't she? No, she went up and smoked the second uh, session. Oh, did she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that Grubnik was like, that was a mechanical. I don't want to do an Australian accent with Matt out there. You know, he said, <laughs> that was a mechanical. We, uh, we, you know, something was not right. Um, we went right back at it. But he's got it going on over there. And by the way, Robert Heights, six wins, six wins. For those of you that are listening to this, didn't watch NHRA Nitro, we have interviews with each of the winners in the show in the first uh, 15 minutes of the show. So go back and check it out. I was so happy for Joe and Kathy Maynard. They are going to bring new, fresh energy to the sport of NHRA drag racing. And it's something that you just can't understand how... You know, I don't want to say things stagnate, like, oh, things stagnated with Don Schumacher. That's not really what it is. But there's something to be said about fresh energy. And Joe Maynard's got it. They went out. He's involved. He got to win. Good for him. A lot of positive energy is what you could feel coming from from them. And uh, you could just see it, feel it through the whole team. So uh, it was great to see. Yeah. Happy, Happy for that entire team. 
Erica continues to dominate. I was thinking about doing a new bit. I don't know. It might take some effort, but like if we were doing a all category involved top 10, right? Like, you know, who's hot 10 to one, all categories. I think Erica is number one. Yeah. Uh, you know, even with Robert, like who's the driver that's the hottest of them all right now? It's Erica Enders. Oh, far by far. None. Yeah. You know, wait, final, final winning. If she's not winning, she's losing by a 10,000th to her teammate. She left first, you know, lost uh, by a 10,000th. What, what he is <laughs> One doing. One thousandth. Yeah. Right. That was the closest race he's ever won in his life. And this guy's a bracket racer and dot 90 race. Just amazing stuff. It was a great race, but yes, it was so hot. Uh, I'm not even healed up just now. Like I can feel myself still, my voice still totally dehydrated after the Gladstone week. was on fire too. Joey Gladstone was on fire too. Yes. What, last week? Wait, won the race. Yeah, it was last week though. Yeah. We didn't have bikes in Seattle. Yeah. That's right. It was. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It scared me. I was like, oh, what did I forget? <laughs> He is definitely the most sincere. Oh my god! What did I? What did I think? What did I miss? It takes a while to come around and rotate. I always tell myself, like, was it? Did I miss something? Where the hell were they? Who won bike? Oh no! Wait, that's okay. That was a great race. Great race. All right, guys. Look, poor dragster Jeff. He just signed on, guys. Just oh, as we're no. getting ready to bounce out of here. Soon to make the grind rolling. We started. We started early, dragster Jeff. That's the deal. <laughs> All right, All right, signing off, Sue. Your final was that your final thought? My final thought. I wish everybody a great week, and go WFO. And uh, you know, we got a little bit of a break, or at least Joe, you get a break. I'll be home and this weekend. There you go. Who knows what problems will be uncovered? Rest I even plan way. maybe to do something with the race car. Who knows? Oh my goodness! Maybe. Man, are we getting close to Joe goes racing? No. <sighs> Definitely not. Damn it. Every day that goes by, we do get closer. Damn it. Well, well, Bobby, feel better thinking of you, buddy. Yeah, Bobby. Geo, I I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Stay on fire. (laughs) WFO, everybody. (laughs) Stay on the meds. All right, there goes Sue. Thank you, Sue. And Bobby, thank you. Great job spending time with us today. Thank you. WFO, guys. Keep your head up, brother. Come on. I'm good. I'm always smiling. No matter how tight my underwear is. That's it. That's it. Good job, Bobby. Even Ford says, get well, Bob. Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Well, the gout, man, our great friend, uh, Vlad, the inhaler asking the other day, Gio, about the gout. Like, what do I do? All I know is cherry juice. Just drink the cherry juice. And our cherry juice. Good to see you, doctor. Everything. You see so many things that are supposed to help. Yeah. Everybody is different. Everything. It's, I think. I had two little oysters that were about maybe the size of a quarter. They were yeah. pathetic. And I think that might have been what got me. Oh, see. Yeah, I can't have four oysters out of here. And, and you probably like them, too. And, and you just wanted to try oh, yeah. them and have oh, a little yeah. bit. And it won't hurt you. And no, now oh, you're yeah. in agonizing pain. Ouch. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Bummer. Oh, well. But you're loved. You're beloved to the WFO universe. And that's what but you need. You, the right medicine. you can. I've got the right stuff this week. I'm on. Uh, Hope to knock it out by tonight. Good job. Get some rest. There he goes, Bobby Graham. All right, Giovanni. Here we are. The home stretch. Dragster Jeff just signed on. So whatever you say right here is going to be his entertainment for the week. What do you got? Well, first, you got to unmute yourself. That's always big. You know, in the last 10 minutes, you're still trying to figure out how to mute. 
He's back. Ford loves yeah. the show because he loves the show. This crazy show that is WFO. This could be like, man, if only we experiment. got if only we got picked up by some like massive broadcast network and put us on in front of millions of people, we could be, I don't know, we'd probably be murdered within weeks. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I don't think so, we want to. So your final thought, Geo. Final thought, everyone. The immortal words Enjoy of the Jeff week. Smell. Well, we're waiting. <laughs> no, I just want to wish all the WFO a great weekend out there. It was a great weekend of racing, uh, especially everyone that went out there and, and did some of the racing. And uh, thank you, Mike. I've seen him posting all his stuff. Uh, he's doing his own version of the Mike Tour to, uh, Tour to Canada for yeah. the children. And, you know, yes. great that everybody's keeping up the great stuff here. All of our wonderful listen listeners doing their part to keep the wheels turning. Yeah. That's great, Gio. Good job. Hey, can I ask you one uh, final question? A little self-serving, you know, at the very end. Hey, did you happen to see any of my work on Fox Sports 1? Uh, I did. Wasn't it on the big Fox or was, uh, it was Fox Sports oh, 1 you know, what, Yeah, the NHR that I got to be on the big TV show for like yes, the first I did. time. Yes, I did. You know, they, they, they got in that Zoom shot real quick. They started off with the two, but then went straight to just a shot of you interviewing the driver with your hand. But yeah, yeah, I did see you on, man. I, I now that you mentioned, I forgot. How'd that go? You know, like I didn't really get any it's, feedback. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I guess I'm jaded because I watch on the NHRA TV all the time, and so I see you all the time on the TV. That I don't realize Screen. when I'm flipping over to the FS1 that you're, you know, that oh, it's not Joe, it's you know Amanda or whomever. But then on right. Saturday it was primarily you, and so yeah, I, no, Friday, Friday, I, Friday, I was Friday, doing a wonderful job, but I see you all the time, and so like I said, it, you know, the only difference I'm is that you're holding the Fox mic instead. Right. I'm on a screen. Yeah, but it's a big, it's a different, uh, a different deal. It's a different audience. Right. Monica says, AJ missed you on NHRA.TV. That's what my dad says. Like, ah, I wish you were back on NHRA TV. You know, when you're over there, I don't get to see you, but you do. But um, that's kind of interesting. All right. I, you know, I was looking for positive feedback to see whether there's a future in it or not, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Keep uh, nose to the grindstone. Excellent work. It was fun. All right, Gio. Well, we are definitely your fans over here. You don't need our positive feedback. You just need. Nah, you know, no, well, but that's not really what it is. It's that, that's the problem is that you know fans like I you know if I'm not uh, cut out for something, I definitely will focus on something else. But oh, I, think I would I am. tell you if you sucked. I yeah, mean, yeah, I think I am. You know, that's I don't know. The whole point. We well. definitely would tell you. You know, with your friends, well. we'd definitely keep you in check, man. Yeah, no, that's true. Oh my god, it's brutal. It's brutal. Well, all right. Very good, Giovanni. See you later. WFO, man. WFO. There goes Giovanni. There he is. All right, guys. That's going to do it. What a show. Another show in the books. This was good. See, this is why we waited till Tuesday. Last night's show, if you had gotten a show last night, it would have not been like this. Because this was energized and fun and everybody had something to say. And if we had done the show last night, it would have been like, not this. Like, maybe everybody else would have had something to say, but I wouldn't have had anything to say. I would have been like stumbling down the stretch and even right now i'm kind of stumbling down the stretch but this is a fun one and all you audio only podcast people i want you to feel loved and appreciated because that's what wfo started as and will always be a podcast with our audience but we would love for you to share the show and tell your friends or use our great sponsors like frank holly's drag racing school and their dragster adventure right troy was on the dragster adventure not long ago and now he's like a bracket racer going to the semifinals. 
samtech.edu, the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology, if for some reason you wanted to become a machinist or learn the ways, they can help you. samtech.edu. Marvin Rodak is a coffee guy. And my favorite. Rodak's coffeeandgirls.com, 817-924-6821. All of these places you can find on our website, wforadio.com. If you don't get a name or a number or a link, just go to the website, like Bernie's Speed Shop. You want to go to Bernie's? You want to follow their social media? You want to help our show? You want to tell me how good my coffee is? Go to WFORadio.com and link to Bernie's. Or Phillips Connect with their smart trailer technology, phillips-connect.com, to learn more about it. But if you're in the transportation biz, start talking to your people, your dispatchers. Hey, man, we need to get this for our truck. It'll be safer. Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology, and FTI Performance Transmissions and Torque Converters. We really appreciate these guys. The WFO Store has been having sales, and we can give you free stickers on the WFO Store, by the way. There's an address. But that's all I got. And I'm not saying this is the last show for the week, but if it was, don't be mad, because we got a lot going on here. NHRA Nitro is in the books. Thanks to everybody who participated. W. F-O. W-F-O! This is W-F-O Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers do not necessarily reflect that of the station ownership, advertisers, or agencies.